Hey, it's Fred Van Lente, and you are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. I'm right there with you. I would put more. I would argue. I mean, I think Miller should be used most people. If, if half the people we told put Miller on the mount But I just think it's like asking Chris Gervais. It's like asking someone for favorites. It's just it doesn't You can love Stan Lee. You can love Willie Mays. You can love Frank Hank. You can love Hank Aaron. You can love anybody. You can love Strawberry. But, but yeah, I, I, almost, I almost made that comparison. It, we're, we're talking favorites to Willie Mays. Willie Mays doesn't need probably the greatest high school player of all time. Not favorite. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? I gotta write this stuff down in the show note. Oh, yeah, try and the show notes with as many mundane things that we mention as possible so that yes, I, 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 said, oh yes, Frank they, Miller discussion. They, cars. they talked about, talked about the lost fucking Carl Barks artwork. <laughs> I tried. How about that CBR news, huh? What they, uh, I thought they're redoing their, it's, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's a shame that it, it got to be, I mean, I'm glad we don't have to do something like that. Yeah. Why, what's Are they just in, washing the, the decks? Yeah, they, 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 they're, they're, form. What, so they're, what? They're, they're rising from the ashes. Who are? CBR, CBR. forums. Oh, whatever. What, have they closed them down or? Yeah, well, no, they, they're, they locked, they, they closed the existing forums down. They're uh-huh. gonna keep them open, not to post, but you can, you can read them for the next two weeks yeah. in case people for some reason want to archive their own shit. And sure. then they're, they're getting rid of them forever and starting a new, uh, like a new heavily moderated community type of thing. They, they, they need to do, they oh, need to do the Warren Ellis route and, and fucking real names. Yeah. Especially when you're yeah. that large and when people get their panties in that big of a fucking wand and it just, it, no. Nah. Nah. The most interesting <laughs> thing of the, uh, piece that Jonah wrote today announcing the news was that, uh, CBR started off as a Kingdom Come fan site. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. I, I got to say one thing. Their interface, horrible, ponderous interface. Oh, with the ads all over the Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, not, and, the, and the little tiny ad. buttons going down, the vertical row of buttons on the, with, I, it just boggles my mind how you find anything on that site. Mm. Yeah. Well, that, I, that, I, that a new site's uh, forums are rebooting, that that constitutes news is... Yeah. Telling. <laughs> well, I mean, if Newsarama mentions it, that's one thing, but I mean, this CBR, uh, tending to their own. You know, that was interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Hopefully, uh, I talk some C2E2. Um, you better. But, uh, yeah, it, that was one of the very interesting things is that, um, you know, these shows are changing and even like the first, you know, two, three years at C2E2, you know, there were big announcements and there were, you know, there were panels where, where, th- news came out of it was very squeaky clean this weekend i mean did you hear any big news come out of chicago no no um, 
I mean, no, normally the, the, the weekend of a con, I'll go through my newsreaders and, and uh, shit will just populate, but it, it took Mahmoud to say it on, on Facebook because he posted a crowd shot from the panel he was on and, and, it, and he basically said, these people found out first that I'm, I'm, I'm one of Marvel's new young guns. Which is hilarious. Uh, I know it is. It is, but, but I'm like, I'm like, you know, I didn't see that come through my aggregators and, and I didn't, uh, well, you know, that's- I, I, News, you know, I mean, Dynamo game. Five was what uh, two thousand and I know. I know. I've, I've got a I've got a page of it. Yeah, looking at it right now, and I've had it for a really long time. <laughs> he's done he's done a ton of stuff with the pre New Fifty Two books. He's 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 worked at Marvel before. It's just you know now he's on an X Men book, and, and it's it just I, I could not be happier for him. Oh yeah. Speaking of that, uh, what happened to uh, Jay Faber? Um, you know, I think. <sighs> I think he's doing stuff in L.A. Because I enjoyed his stuff a lot. I mean, I know he never really made it big, per se, in the comics, but I liked. I really loved Dynamo 5. I loved Noble Causes. Um, Yeah. yeah, Good guy. Good guy, too. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hi. It's 11 o'clock comics. 314. Yeah. Hi, baby. And and I'm Vince B. Old. You old, old, old. W O. Jesus. I'm Christopher Naisman. You are and young and fresh. You are. You're. You're. You're, 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 you're like. Right. You're like the youngest old man I know, bro. <laughs> or the oldest. Uh, no. I am David A. Price. And coming at you from the Image Verse, but not Image United. I am Savage Dragon. Wow. I'm so disappointed. You saw that too, right? No. <laughs> but I, I, I thought for sure that you would be Eddie. Eddie? And the cruisers? Eddie Va- no. Wow. Eddie Valentine. Eddie Valentine? Oh, Eddie Valiant. Sorry. Eddie Valiant. Didn't you hear the news? What are you talking about? Oh, really? Bob, Hos- Bob Hoskins. Oh, yeah, stuff. I know. And, and, and Al Feldstein, so. Yeah, we're, you know, we'll get to Al Feldstein for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Oh, I said Val- Valentine. What the hell? See, I'm telling y'all. And you don't have to lose your freaking mind to get good discounts on comics. Hey, all you gotta do is shimmy on over to discount comic book service. DCBService.com. DCBService.com can get you your comics, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door, and get them damn cheap. Because it's the gray area between order forms. I can't tell you all the specials they have because they don't have any yet. you got to wait a week. But rest assured, the discounts will be both deep and plentiful, right? 35 to whopping big numbers off your comics, and they're the best. DCBService.com. They don't mind order editions. You can throw stuff on your order, like, forever. They, They don't mind late orders. They'll get it for you. And you can get your previews. Really, really cheap. A dollar and change. And you get the Marvel one too. Like you get everything for like a buck and change. It's amazing. DCBService.com. Play ya. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. What are you guys drinking tonight? Um, Vince, start us off. Um, soda. Next. Soda. Next. What kind of soda? There's all kinds. All I have is Diet Coke. I'm not a fan, but that's all I have. You know, I've been drinking Diet Coke with lime lately. Yeah, is that any good? I like it. With the lime, yeah. It's the regular diet Coke just tastes like nothing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have the the, the it's not as flavorful. Put some bourbon in there. It adds a wonderful flavor. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I love you. You're my best friend. I love those random <laughs> few specific Vince is drunk. Yeah. yeah we missed those episodes. Jason, pick us up. Uh, I am drinking, uh, from Argentina, a little Malbec called Santa Julia. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. It's real good, dude. My wife hooked it up. Yum, Shout yum. out. This is wood. <laughs> nice. Uh, David, how about you? Uh, I was having some of the George Dickel with dinner. <laughs> uh, because it's, it sounds like Diggle. You were having a little dick tonight. And, uh, but once I finish this, I'm going to sip on some 1792. Big bigger <laughs> Dickel. I become a seven year old whenever I hear something like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's when you become a seven year old. Yes. Yeah, that's what does it. Let me ask you guys a question. I already know the answer. Okay, go ahead. No, no, just for a second. You, you, you said your wife hooked it up, Jason. Speaking of this Facebook thing, I know David does, but do, do, the other two, do you follow your wife? So, like, are you friends so, with yeah. your wife on the Facebook? See, I was real hesitant to do that. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's how, I don't want her seeing my shit. Um, that's <laughs> how, that's <laughs> how we communicate with our wives. Honestly, yeah, that's probably how Marta and I communicate the most throughout the day is by, yeah. is by uh, the PMs I on I follow Facebook. Marta. I follow Renee. I follow lots. I mean, I would say I follow more women on Facebook than men. There's more. I think there's more act, women active on Facebook than men. Oh, I follow Renee, too, but I, 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 my, my wife. Yeah, but Renee said I was always my favorite though, today, though. She did say that. <laughs> Girl's insane, obviously. She doesn't like the Spider-Man, so I'm not taking anything she says. Exactly, right? I went with, I went for the cheap shot. I knew, I knew busting on Spider-Man was gonna, was the quickest way to her heart. That's, that's nuts. But then this afternoon, and now I'm cutting Chris off, um, uh, Neil was talking about, um, some comic book characters and, and he, he brought up Spider-Man and Deadpool, and Renee's like, "Don't be coming around here with that whack-ass Spider-Wimp." And you know, you know, it's Deadpool all the way. And then Neil's breaking it down, like, and I'm like, "I love this moment. I wish I could." Like, I'm gonna archive this fucking Facebook conversation. <laughs> Seriously, after after Chris talks C2 E2, uh-huh. you, you gotta lay it out. I mean, the the, the greatest comic book character, the, the greatest superhero character of all time, it ain't Batman. I agree with you. I agree. And it, and and it ain't the big red cheese, and it ain't. Big Blue, it's Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man is the greatest superhero of all time. Uh, Go ahead, Chris. Oh, I'm having having some uh, Buffalo Trace and uh, Coke Zero. With lime? Did you Hmm? With lime? No, no lime. Did you see that that thing that David put on my my Facebook with the Pacific Rum? (laughs) Because he loves the movie and he loves the hard stuff. And I I even kept that clean. Because I could have went in another direction, but I was like, "Nah, it's your Facebook page." So I'm like, oh, the way that's for a guy that that's collapsed, a- you, 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 we now have 118 friends in common. So you've been accepting a lot of friends. Yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. I got like 400. Did, did, when Chris, when Vince oh. signs back up, on I know Facebook, that's not it's much, like, but it's, more than that. It really, it, you should have timed it better with Easter, bro, because it was, it was like the fucking second coming. People see you on Facebook and it's like, and it, it's just, <laughs> no, it's all novelty. That's what it is. It, you know what I mean? It's just, oh, cause I wasn't there and now I am. I cannot it's, wait it's, to see people on Twitter who swore off Facebook and say, fuck that shit, who show up on Facebook now and friend, friend, on friends. Look at you. you no, know, my heart is breaking cause I'm still, I, he, he was one of the first people I asked to be my friend and he has not responded Ooh. yet. Gary Panther. I'm still waiting. Mm. And I've seen him on there. It's not like I'm stalking him or anything, but I've seen him so, liking shit. You wouldn't stalk Tanner. I'm not. And I'm like, why aren't you? What's he wearing me? right now, Vince? 
<laughs> I don't know, but it's damn sexy, uh-huh. whatever it is. You know exactly what he's wearing. You <laughs> broadcast right outside of his window. Um, uh, no, let's get into the Spider-Man thing. That's the, that is of interest to me. Um, so obviously it's a personal preference issue. Well, sure, but. it's personal preference. And, and it's yeah. timely because the first issue came out today and there's an awesome sequel to an awesome movie coming out this weekend. So it's, yeah. it's, um, it's, for me, it's, um, like Vince said, it's, it's a personal thing and, and it, he's just a, it's a character who, who really spoke to me early on, whether it was, um, the cheesy ass cartoons from, from the, the 60s and 70s or, um, he was, he was the one superhero that had his own comic strip when I was reading the comic strips in the newspaper. Um, which of course, and then I get the comics and, and there was the, the Nicholas Hammond starred CBS series and it was just a character who, I, for whatever reason, I could relate to, and, and that's exactly well, yeah, what I was yeah, going to say. And, and he's Jewish, so it's like it. It's uh, uh, no, that's Spider-Man, not Spider-Man. <laughs> no, Foundation Year of Comics. I forget what it was. You know, seventy, early seventy, right? Um, Peter was the dude to which I could most relate. Clark was too old. And and established. I mean, the guy was all grown up, had a job, worked in the and, and in, in the news office as an arrow. There was yeah, no wavering and kind of boring. Right. Uh, Bruce, too old. You know, I they couldn't relate. Men. They were men, right? right. I couldn't relate right, to right, Bruce right, Wayne right. with all his money. Like Robin, maybe, but not not Bruce. But Peter was there. Pete, I mean, even the Fantastic Four, to a certain extent, they were out of my age. Even anticipation, like I, I couldn't even think what it would be like to be Reed Richards, because he was, right. you know, the, the one who knew everything, the man in charge, the smart guy. The, you respected him. You didn't identify with him. Maybe uh, Johnny, but Peter. Peter was like my almost my age, right? He was the kid. He was the lover. growing up. He he had the the friend problems and the girl problems. Wasn't and, a member so of a team, right? I just Peter was was my guy. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that was the, that was obviously the, the draw of that character back in the sixties is that there were, there were not any, you know, teenage heroes that, that frontlined their own book. You know, it's, it's, were the, it's true. Were the teen, the Legion, Legion was not a standalone book, but were Teen Titans, was that a, was that, an ongoing or the, well, back it after wasn't even Teen the, the, the it was Brave and the Bold stuff, yeah. was, it was all like just Sidekick Central. But and, there was not and, an ongoing that was one teen hero that that was at and, that time or no. Cause, I mean, yeah. Nova came later, and that was that was that was obviously trying to recapture re- the the Spider Man stuff. But that and it, and it wasn't just that he was a, a superhero fighting villains, and it was as much about. Him being in high school and dealing with girl problems right. and family problems. And after he's done fighting Doctor Octopus, he's got to make sure Aunt he's home in time, you know, to take care of Aunt May. And 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 he's he's, he's trying to. That woman has been sick for <laughs> decades. decades. But he's, he's taking <laughs> the photos and selling them to the bugle, and he still has to get on. I mean, he's he is doing his best to save Queens and the city, and while still dealing with homework and. And yeah. other shit, and and it's like, 
and guilt. And that's the big thing. It's like, it's like <laughs> no matter what he, there was always this, this mountain he was never going to be able to, to, to climb over. That's always nagging him in the back of his head. And that is what's driving him. And, and it does, no matter what he does, it's never going to be good enough. Yeah. That's an element of the great characters, guilt. Superman has guilt because he's the last of his kind. Sure. Yeah, uh, Bruce has guilt because of his. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, guilt is a strong motivational force. Believe me, uh, I am married. So you know, I I can't I can't say that he's not the 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 greatest. He's, he's clever. You know, the, he cracks jokes and shit. You know, Batman, Superman, they didn't crack jokes. You know, the the contrarian in me wants to you know point out that you know Superman is the first superhero and you know Batman has mm-hmm. just got the coolness factor, but no, it's it. Uh, Peter was you know, personal to a lot of people. I mean, he was you know yeah he, yeah he's he's certainly, the flagship character. He was the dude on the checks on the letterhead. He is like that was when yep. you see Marvel comics, you see Spider Man's head. And, and I mean, in the Romita version and then eventually, you know, the, the McFarlane stuff, but it, it's, that was, that's the character who, that was it. That was, to me, Spider-Man is Marvel Comics. And doesn't it make you, you know, twinge just a little bit that the biggest successes in the movies, uh, currently are not Spider-Man? They should be Spider-Man. Spider-Man should be driving the, 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 well, yeah, but I mean, Iron Man? I, I know, that, it's, that's, it's, that's it's awesome, be, but yeah, I know it's, it is. Oh, it's, it's very right. awesome for Marvel, but I mean, if, if, I mean, now if it's you, cap. you well, right, oh, yeah. but if you if you gave the characters their their just due, uh, Spider Man would be the money maker as far as the movies go, and it's just not that way yet. You know, maybe. Yeah. Well, I you know I I love that Cap has become. That's nuts too. <laughs> oh, it's awesome! It's awesome. yeah. It really it's, is. You know, Cap has always been you know, probably my favorite Marvel character. See, I, I was gonna. The movie, so. Jason what? and I were going back and forth. Jason and I were going back and forth on on Twitter DM this afternoon, and and I said I said Daredevil for you, but I was so tempted to do Cap, but nothing I could come up with would have been crazier than what Remender's been doing. So I was just like, I'm gonna run with Daredevil. And and when when we explain after hours, well it'll make sense, but um I think I the cat movie was fantastic. Renee dug it all to be damned and, and before I forget, I don't know if you guys know saw that the um the Netflix series are going to be part of the cinematic universe. Yes. That's awesome. awesome. Cool. Yeah. I think Cap is the best Marvel movie next to Avengers, which doesn't really count because it's an, it's yeah, an ensemble no, piece. Agree. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cap is I definitely the best. I haven't I seen the second one. St- oh, no, you have to see the second one. I know. I, Cap I get two? There. Oh, you mean the first one? He means the oh, first, the first, first, first. Oh, oh, yeah. I yeah no, I think, the second, I think the second one and then Absolutely Avengers the and the second one. And then, yeah. I, I, love, I, I mean, I love the original Cap too, though. I, I will say that I, after rewatching them all a bunch, I, I, I find the first Cap to be – from a rewatching standpoint, infinitely more entertaining to me than the first Thor or the first Iron Man. Oh, I enjoy I the like first the, Thor a lot. I need to yeah, see me, the second one now. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, you know, this is a, this is like one it's of no those Cap you know, Two. See, that's the thing. That no, I mean, all these have to match been, up to that. Cap, Cap Two, in my opinion, is the best movie that they've done. It's probably in orders for that's me true. anyway. Be Cap Two, Avengers, Cap One. 
and then uh, I don't know. I really liked Iron, the first Iron Man. I thought uh-huh. it was was a lot of fun. Uh, I really liked the Ed Norton Hulk. So I, did, I, awesome. I, but I also I, I like the Angley Banner Hulk too. But I, I there are some parts of the Norton Hulk that I kind of cringe. But overall, it, it was it was a decent movie. I like the desert scene in the first Iron Man. If they kept that tone throughout the whole movie, mm-hmm. man, I think it would have been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I like it. It's just, it's, it's just, uh, and and God bless him. It, it's just all Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I mean, if oh, you yeah. if you like him, you'll love the movies. But I I think there's too much humor in the Iron Man movies, especially the third one. It's just riddled with humor. And yeah, it's nice to crack wise, but not not through the whole movie. Let's take it seriously a little bit. Yeah, the third one's a, not my cup of tea. At all. Yeah. It was not. Was that a duck? No, no. that was, that's, that's, yeah, it was. Yeah, see, it, was, it was for Chris. Yeah, I was The duck is back. Right? No, it was the cork in the, uh, in the whiskey. Oh, it's funny. You know, we're, it's, we're I, moving I at a quiet, weird pace this episode. I was episode, quiet during this talk of, of. You were. Yeah. Spider-Man, but it's, it's, it, it, because I think I've never had that mindset with comics. I, 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 I don't think there's ever been a, a major character that I said to myself, "Oh, I ident- identify with them." I just want hmm. I just want that art in my wall. <laughs> no, but I mean, as a kid, I, I mean, I enjoyed a lot of these characters, obviously, but I never, I never really actively thought, "Well, th- they remind me of me," or "I can see them in me." I, I don't know. I I don't. I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see it like that. Like when I I think I have to go more to toward literature for that. Oh, like, okay. Like Arthur Dent reminds me more of me than, than anyone in the Marvel comics. You know? And it's not like, and, and it's not one size fits all because I'm, well, I'm a Lashley kid. Vince is an exact, I mean, he's yep. not, he's not no, from a broken I was home. Well, well, so was I. I mean, I was a Lashley kid. Right, but it, but I, so I was saying, it's not like, you know, well, this is, this is what spoke to me because this is who I was growing up. And, and so it's not, that, that's not going to make a factor into it in any way. I also have to consider the, art, the artistic factors too. I think, the Spider-Man costume is the single best superhero comic, uh, costume ever designed. By far. Now that's I mean, an interesting discussion. Yeah. Um, a Batman classic. Superman. Batman's is iconic. Yeah. And it's. Su- I, Superman is relatively I low think key. The but cape it's keeps Superman from winning it. Yeah. The cape's the, ridiculous. Oh, I think, I think yeah, the, smaller, the smaller you make the shield on Superman's chest, the whack, the, the more whack the costume looks. That needs to be doesn't have to take up his whole goddamn burn had it right yeah but i mean yeah. but then the, the brandon routh it just kept getting smaller and smaller. i think it's ridiculous Bat, Bat, batman is for for me is the greatest character design it, it's a perfect costume just like superman is, is a perfect costume i mean you you shouldn't really that's why i, I don't understand this new 52 why they would dick with superman's costume well, all, the, da- the damn I, thing is I perfect and everything it just, you can't make it Batman better. That's, that's what I consider. Batman's me. works in the silhouette. So it's, it's, it just, you see it, whether it's outlined or, or it, it's perfect. Whereas with Spider-Man, if they want to get funky, they have to make sure that you at least see his eyes and then you'll know. Yeah. I, I like what they've done over the years with the various spider costumes. Like, uh, let's just go with Doc Ox, the superior costume. It's a really nice costume, but it's still a variation on a theme. Right. And that that first theme is the best. Whereas, like Superman, if somebody sat you down and said, "Make this better," and Batman too, for that matter, how would you do it? How could you possibly make Batman's costume better? You can make Wolfie it more yellow f- around the oval. Well, no, you can make it more contemporary. You put nipples into it. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> <laughs> short the ears. 
That, so that's my qualifier for perfect. I like short ear Batman. Extremely there you go. Oh, smart, see, Chris. When you say short ears, I immediately think of short ear Wolverine, which is an absolute non-starter. Ooh, no, the, older, the first the, one. The, oh, come on! Yeah. If someone gave you that page off of Heritage no, Auctions right well, now, you'd no, take that hard. That's, that's, like, no, that's, no those aren't short ears. I'm talking about like stub ears, which you see from people. Yeah. The uh, it, Jason and I are of the like mind on that one. It's it's the brown and tan for Wolverine on that one. Yeah. I got a Brit part ways with you on that. That's because you're nuts, what? but it's, it's no, it's, I always like, the, yellow, I always like the yellow and blue. Yeah. Uh, you guys are spent. Love it. Yeah, that's cray cray. <laughs> that's mega cray. Right? <laughs> that's like, Womba cray. That's like a sci-fi movie. <laughs> that's like mega cray. That'll be, uh, that'll don't, be Ronin. Don't go there. <laughs> I heard so sci-fi's upset. adapting Frank Miller's Ronin. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and what was the other one? Uh, uh, Pax Romana. That makes me excited. That has me excited, yeah. Anything sci-fi does not excite me. <laughs> well, that sure, I, they know, although, though. although, I'm not sure that, it was yeah. good, but I, my, both, my wife and I, all, we watched Helix from start to finish, so. I've seen one episode of that, uh, Metal Hurlant. <sighs> no good? No. 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 Mm-mm. Mm. Sorry. I mean, Sharknado works because it's kitsch from the ver- from the get go. Yeah, it's kitsch, sure. so that works. For me. I enjoyed it, that it, one season of Alphas. They fucked it up by doing a second season, and that was pretty much the last thing I watched on Sci-Fi. Yeah, mm. yeah. you lose, lose, lose that C in the I or whatever. Yeah, that just the, I know I get why, but it's just it that that's kind of like when it started to just fall the rails right. there. By the way, let's guess. Let's take guesses. What do you think the um the Page thirty-two from from Hulk one eighty is going to go for the final press. What's it at now? The it's at two twenty-seven. I think it's going. I think it'll go at least for seven. I was just going to say maybe eight. I, I was thinking like eight eight fifty, but okay. I think I don't think it'll get to a million. I think, it's gonna, well a million. Million. I think yeah. it's going to go for a, a right around a million. Yeah. Wow. Now, who owns that? Is that an auction house doing that, or is that a well place? Heritage is auctioning it off? I, I don't. Um, I don't I'm off hand, I don't know who owns it. I I know it was thought lost for forever because yeah. Trippy lost a ton of his artwork in a fire years and years ago. But Oh well, yeah. What kind of condition is it in? It's pristine. Yeah. Really? I saw I saw a reproduction of it this weekend and it looks <laughs> the reproduction looked great. Uh, yeah, no, it's pristine. Uh, yeah, Heritage had a booth set up at C two E two. And on that note, why don't you fill us in on what you, you, uh, yes, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, before, since, no, since you said reproduction, I, I finally found, it, it's not going to happen for me, I'm sure, but I saw an artist edition that I would love to make my third one. New Gods. No. No, the, uh, the, I know you're talking about the uh, Manhunter. Walt Simonson's Manhunter. Yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. And, and again, because it's going to be complete. And it's, it's, it's gonna have all the, it's gonna have the, the entire backup serial and, and I would just, I would love to own that, but, um, yes, I want to hear Bessie tweet. Yeah, well there's a question. Greatest backup series that you can think of. Manhunter and Moon Knight are the two that came to mind for me. So I love the two would definitely be Manhunter for me. Wow, that, I gotta jog my memory. Right. What the hell was backup? Because I also have, cause I, I can't, that, for some, now I'm thinking of DC's dollar comics when you had like World's Finest. So the main story was Batman, Superman, and then you'd have Green Arrow or Nemesis. 
Uh, well, you got to think the greatest backup stories has to be Legion, right? Whatever happened to? Well, wait. Well, because they popped up in Superboy uh, in the backup the series, backup didn't stories? they? I think they were. I'm. Not, I can't be sure. It's just wow. That's a right. That's... Yeah, I can't think of anything. Hmm. Wow. I, I don't know. It's a good question. I I I, I can't. Yeah, they are backups. Me off the top of my heads. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to research that. The backups, not go features. <laughs> <laughs> okay. C two E two was great fun. It was uh, uh, common question is where are the rest of the boys. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so great fun as there could have been without us. Yeah, that, I mean, pretty much that's that's a great way to a great way to put it. Uh, it it started early. It started on really Thursday night of hooking up with some people and having dinner. Uh, my my convention started with um, uh, Bean and Chris Marshall and Mike O D and uh Ali Cluccio and Sal we met up at uh at a a bar that is next door to a to a smoke shop and so we had uh had barbecue and fried chicken and uh sat in a bar and uh had dinner and a few beers and shot the shit and that was great and then uh then joined up with everybody at the the Revolution Brewing which nice. was, which was hopping and that has turned into an annual event That's cool. like the night before the show of of people people there and you know I will uh I will miss a lot of people as as I go through this tonight but you know I uh, uh, got to meet Brian Bowles and and his son I need to meet him uh uh Bill from the forums and uh oh gosh um uh, New Mutant was there and uh, uh Hansen and it was just it was a huge huge group of 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 folks um um Monster mm-hmm. came nice. in for for this. It was um, you know John Westoff. Yeah, it was just a Cam was there, right? Of Cam yes. Neely. Yep. It's um, yeah. Cam it was Smalley, Cam Smalley. Oh, That's why Cam Neely. Cam ah, Neely. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cam Smalley. Um I get my cams mixed up. Steve, Steve Water, right? Yep. Oh yes. Oh yep. yes. He was there. It was uh, yeah. So it was uh, it was it was a bunch of people. A bunch of people. Dave Wachter. Uh, yeah, the Wacker Factor. You've seen him at a Chicago show. At a Reed show. Yeah. And, at a Reed show. Well, That's exactly what I said. You know, I was talking, uh, earlier and it, he has really mellowed out. You know, for people that, that know Dave personally, you know, he's always kind of been pretty intense and especially when it comes to, you know, the comic industry and, and kind of, you know, his, his place in it. Cause he works, you know, he works as, just as hard as anybody does and, and has, I mean, we've all seen his progression as an artist and you can only begin to imagine the amount of work that he's put into it. Well, I think that, you know, came with a, a fair amount of frustration for him over the years. And I, that is all gone. It, he is. It, it's the most chill I've seen Dave ever since I've met him. Wow. And just he's just a 
he's just a, a really relaxed guy now. It's a pretty happy go lucky and seems to be pretty thrilled with the stuff that he's working on and that he's working, you know, doing stuff for dark horse and, and, you know, he's kind of, yeah, he's, he's, he's in the game now. And, um, yeah, it was really, I had, I had a really nice time, uh, with Dave this weekend, the, the limited amount that, uh, that I was able to see him. But yeah, he's, you know, I want to say he's like a new guy, but, uh, no, it's just, uh, just a confidence about him and, and definitely, uh, definitely a lot more relaxed with stuff, which was really cool. Awesome. Maybe he's medicated. Is he medicated? medicated. Is he on drugs? Um, <laughs> well, he's just, uh, you know, I, it's, you know, I, I, I yeah, he just, uh, yeah, just, uh, just an air of confidence about him that was really, it was really nice. Um, oh gosh, you know, I'll start. Oh, I, we talked about Mahmoud, uh, earlier, uh, new young gun that he is. And, uh, you know, I'm, most of the people I, I saw, it was like walking through the lobby of the hotel on the way to the, on the way to the convention center. Uh, I saw Pat Woika for about 30 seconds. That was the biggest bummer of the weekend is that I didn't get to really spend any time with Pat or, or sit down and talk with him. But, you know, he's looking great. Seems to be doing really well. Uh, saw, uh, uh, Tony, Tony Moore and Kara and talked with them for a few minutes and, and they're both doing great and, uh, you're know, doing a lot of cons this year and of course involved with Cincinnati Comic Con again. So they're, they're ramping up for that. Uh, saw Jason Howard and he's doing really well. Um, and then, uh, and saw, uh, Nicholas, uh, Nicholas Scott on the way in and it was really funny. The, like the day or two before on Facebook, she, uh, she had posted that, you know, she's coming in for, for this show from, from Australia and wanted to get, uh, an idea on how to, uh, acquire a set of cards against humanity because she'd nice. heard about it and a lot of her friends had, had told her about it and, uh, and, Cards is actually based here in Chicago, but, uh, uh they don't have like a, a retail front or anything. And, uh, and, and I let her know on Facebook that's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll grab, grab a set for you. So I ordered up, uh, ordered up a set of, uh, Cards Against Humanity and, uh, and actually saw her in the, in the, uh, hotel lobby or in the way up to the convention center and, uh, you know, Showed her her cards. She's like, oh, that's great, that's great. And I was like, you know, just go on up and uh, and and I'll drop them drop them by later. And uh, uh, went by her table and uh, uh, dropped those off. And she's like, oh, what can you know, uh, you know, how much do I owe you? And I was like, oh, nothing. But uh, I tell you what, I do happen to have <laughs> one space left on my uh, Justice uh, Justice League. Well jam. done. That's a savvy jam piece move right there. So she was like, oh, absolutely. So. Uh, uh, I have to, I have to post it on the, on the forum, but she filled in my last spot with a, uh, a Mr. Miracle trap. Great. Trapped yeah, in awesome. square. And it's, she did just, a fantastic job with that. It's awesome. It is, it is awesome. But, uh, that actually turned out to be just one of the absolute best parts of the, the con for me. And I, and I know, um, uh, Sal as well. Uh, Nicola didn't have any dinner plans for that, for that Friday evening. And so, uh, uh, we got together with, with Will Pfeiffer, uh, who we met at lunch and had a few 
beers with down in the in the Hyatt bar and uh, talked about uh, Teen Titan stuff. And he loved the loved last week's show, by the way, and said to say hi. And then he that he was bummed that uh, that you guys weren't out there, but he was he was really happy with the job that we did last week and, and chatting about that. But uh, so Friday night it was uh, it was myself and Will and Sal and Nicola. And, uh, we all went up into my old neighborhood, Lincoln Square. So we got away from downtown and, uh, just went to a, went to a nice restaurant up there and just had one of the, the best con dinners I've ever had. It was great conversation and, uh, very, not all comic book stuff. It was, uh, comic books and pop culture and just, you know, uh, life stuff and stories and just couldn't have asked to have had a better a better group of folks to uh to have out for dinner i mean you guys you know notwithstanding but uh um man she is awesome and i throw that word around a lot but she's really an amazing gal um just really kind of hard to describe how cool she is um uh you see her fit into any sort of situation. I and mean, she's, you know, beautiful gal. You carry yeah, herself. I was going to say, she's easy on the eyes. Oh, she, yeah. She, I mean, that's, it, and that's, that's what you notice first is. I don't want to be a jerk. Well, no, that's what you notice yeah. first is that, I mean, she's a, she's a stunning woman, but. She used to be a model, right? Yeah, I think, I think, uh, uh at one point before her, before her art career took yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, she's tall. My God, she's, she's over six feet tall. So she, she, carries you know a, i mean you know she whenever staring she's, up at her yeah i mean whenever she walks into a room you notice you you notice her she's you know just this very tall um striking woman you notice that less once you get start talking to her because she's so personable and just an absolute joy to to be around she's very uh swears like a sailor which is hilarious right i've heard that um, about yeah. her yeah that's hot it's it, it just hot. uh yeah, she hang out with the guy. Plus the accent. She's got a lot working for her. She's yeah. attractive. She's got an accent. She curses. She draws awesome comics. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and she and she loves comics. She married? But, yeah, she is married. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, to a to a strapping man, uh, I believe. Uh I'm sure kind of a, a mountain of a man from what I from what I hear, which uh would make sense because she's, you know, she's she's no she's no tiny gal. Uh but uh no, nah, she's just fantastic fantastic personality what traveled smart i'm just like yeah she is she is the bee's knees in every way and uh really kind of eye-opening because you know we talked about a lot of the stuff that's you know that that was being talked about with you know obviously will there talking about the teen titan stuff and uh you know and and i'm not going to speak for her on all that but the one thing i walked away from is i could never in a million years um imagine somebody pushing her around i mean she is such a a strong personality that uh it she's yeah i was i was blown away by by how cool she was so mm-hmm. yeah so big big nicholas scott fan and just a just a wonderful gal and a big will Pfeiffer fan because i tell you what he's uh handling this stuff just he laughs it off he just he kind of looked at us and said He's like, well, I lived through Amazon attacks or yeah, Amazon's right. attack. Yeah. So yeah, Will, Will's doing, Will's doing fine with it. And, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, said his piece on stuff. So, uh, um, 
Yeah, yeah, it was it was a very interesting, awesome, awesome dinner. Loved it. Um, yeah, you know, other than that, you know, uh, I didn't I didn't really go back to the show on Saturday. Uh, met up with uh, with Allie, and we ran around the city a little bit, and uh, actually a lot, ate several times. Uh, you know, texted with some people, and uh, you know, had, had said some goodbyes. Oh, uh, Stringer, I didn't even mention Stringer, and no, I didn't get my tattoo, but it's yeah. still, it's, uh, it's in the works, and it's going to happen next what? year. You know, it it just wasn't I wasn't absolutely one hundred percent for sure about it. And even, you know, even Stringer was like, well, if you're not sure, then, then don't do it and, and we'll get, we'll get the right, the exact right, um, design. So. I definitely agree with that. You, you, it is permanent. Mm-hmm. So as yeah. much as I'm sure you're anticipating us giving you some shit tonight. Oh, sure. In all, in all seriousness, I, I will, I will not give you shit about this because, uh, it, it there are too many yeah. either bad tattoos There's or tattoos many. people regret. And, you know, I remember I think when I got the my ladder. first one and, and admittedly that was fairly, Spur of the moment, that was an impulse thing. Yeah. I remember driving, uh, flying home thinking, am I gonna like in a month be like, why did I do this? And, <laughs> and no, and, and the point is, is, is it, it thankfully it, it never happened, but, but I think all the time about the fact that, that, uh, as, as much as I love my ink and I'm, I'm sure I'll get more, you, it's gotta be something that you, that you're oh, sure yeah. is not transitional and not something that when you're five years older, you're gonna think, I don't care about that anymore. And, and, uh, so I, I, I would, you know, believe me, I, I would love nothing more to give you shit, but I, I'm not going to give you shit about it. And we're going to knock it out of the park next next year. I got a a, a year, and we're going to. Uh, Plus, there's uh, some karma about not doing it until we're there to be with you on it, because that is it is, is kind of a EOC quartet thing. So I, yeah. I, I'm in a way, I'm happy, especially if you're going to go through with it next year, because we'll. I mean, I'm planning on being back next year, and it'll be nice yeah. to to. Cool. Well, you know, you, you got to upgrade to a whole back next year <laughs> because you pussied out on this one. You got to get the whole back. Well, out. it's it, the thing is, we talked about it. And we're gonna um, we're gonna base it off of uh, my photography. So I've got a photography of that, makes a lot of that sense. is that is to that is to capture the image that that I'm gonna have inked on me you know, as as a photograph, and then. Mm-hmm. Then Stringer and I are gonna gonna work on it together. So you know, here hearing you talk about the show, if I may go so far as to say, I think while I'm, it's nice of you to say that that it would have been better for us to be there. I think in a way, having the show this year the way you did it without us there helps in the sense that you know it's inevitable when it's quote unquote your your town's show, no matter who's hosting or where we're at, you feel this compulsion to show not only us but but everybody in town a good time and you know you you had admittedly were like really overwhelmed by that that first year because yeah you entertain everybody and, and you got better with it but but there's something to be said as much as i love the big shows and seeing a million people and everything there is something to be said every now and then to by hook or by crook to have a smaller group where you can just concentrate on really doing what you want when you want and you know david and i had that experience in in baltimore i mean we just kind of went on a whim and, and we hung out with 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 ron and we just had mm-hmm. just like you we just had a couple meals off site the three of us just chatted about life we didn't it wasn't the rigmarole what parties we're going to go to who we it just was and again it wasn't planned it's just that you know there were only a few of us in town and and so we didn't feel compelled to make it a big group thing and 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 it was a nice experience it was relaxing and it kind of lets you reconnect to the to the you know to the to the process and so uh, it sounds like you had a really good time and i think that mm-hmm. that that uh 
I'm sure you wouldn't want us to, to, to never come to C two E two again. It sounds like oh, no. it's no, a absolutely. different experience, but a very enriching one. You know, it was um what I enjoyed about about this year is that I went on Friday and went through I walked the entire show floor, spent a lot of time most majority of my time in Artist Alley, uh obviously, and got to got to see, you know, almost everyone that I wanted and said hi and, you know, got finished my jam piece and, you know, went out for a, a great dinner and, you know, that day was just perfect. It was it was exactly what I wanted it to be. How were the crowds, Chris? Um, Friday was very manageable. It was probably a tick less than last year's, Mm -hmm. but still pretty, pretty good. Um, I think attendance may have been down a little bit from what I hear from what it was last year. Mm -hmm. And did you see Lance at all or? I saw I for like a glimmer of a second. Mm-hmm. Um but you know him, he's usually going a million miles an hour at those yeah. things. Um my 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 feeling on the show and well you let, let me finish what I was saying. First of all, you know, I had a great day on Friday and then Saturday was just more running around the city with with a good friend and not any con stuff and then Sunday I had you know softball and so I wasn't you know I wasn't anywhere near the con this is the first time I've gone to a convention that I haven't had a serious case of um post con blues which you know that the come down of being at a con for 3 days and the highs of being on that there's a low that comes after it that didn't happen this year and I was like oh okay I found the sweet spot of Go on Friday and see as many people as you can, and that's good. You know, I don't need to be at cons, you know, for for three days straight. Now, of course, if you guys are in town, I'm going to be at the con and 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 doing that because I uh, I want to see you guys. But but this year it was a very comfortable, sweet spot to to fall into. Um, but uh, regarding the 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 actual the show itself and the crowds. I I think they had it was I enjoyed the show because the artist alley was was good and a lot of the a lot of the people I wanted to see were there. I'm not a big shopper at shows, so you know the I I did I did buy something really cute for my skip uh, on my my curling team, who's a huge Game of Thrones fan and also a pretty darn good uh, cook. Um, there's an apron that had the House of Stark. Nice. on it and it said dinner is coming <laughs> that's awesome which i thought was pretty cute so so i got that for her so uh uh that was about the only shopping i did but uh as far as like the draws it, the the comic guests that were there were um were really good but not incredibly overwhelming and that might be just a little bit of being desensitized on on my part because you know i it's not you know i i almost expect tony moore to be there and i know for a lot of people it's like oh tony moore is going to be there it's so it's like maybe i'm just a you know not wowed by you know tony or chris somney or you know neil adams you know neil adams is a great get but you know i've i've seen neil adams so many times now that it that there's not a wow factor of you know oh there's neil adams um you know nicola was probably the 
the one creator that was there that was exciting to me because this is the first time she's been in Chicago. She only comes to the States like once a year. And so that, you know, that was, she was one of the only people that was there that hadn't been there before. Does that make sense? Yes. Definitely. Sure. And, and look, to be fair, this goes for you and, and for us, this, our perception, I think of, of the quality of an artist alley is heavily skewed. Oh yeah. Point. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Because it's easy for you to say, well, I'm used to Tony Moore and Chris Omni being there, but you know, those happen to be two major guests for many a comic fan. As, oh, for, as any, yeah, say, for any, for any convention. Yeah. I yeah. mean, as we say, like Scotty's there and, and sure. again, Scotty is a mega star at this point. Mm-hmm. Not that his ego needs to be more inflated as he listens <laughs> back to this, but, but he's our friend. So seeing Scotty or, or Stegman or Ryan Brown, I mean, those are just, Oh God, friends, the but, for Stegman was cracking me up. Was it crazy? Oh, it was crazy. And, and Burnham. And I gave both those guys so much shit. And I was just like, I watched both of them. It's like, I knew you when you were begging me to be on a podcast. You know what? Burnham is, uh, life, life has treated him well. Cause he's not only a talented bastard, but he's a good looking dude too. Mm-hmm. Gotta give him credit on that front. So. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So and life, uh, life has, has dealt him some, some, some aces. <laughs> and he's he's doing he's doing really well. I think he I think part of him misses he misses Chicago, um, but he's but he seems to be settling into L.A. just fine. And uh, I think that's you know so he's kind of a transient guy anyway. He's a uh, tranny. <laughs> he is. Yeah, knew it. That would that would explain it. Yeah, yeah. He it. and Stegman both uh, talked to Stegman about how I'm whipping his ass in uh, in fantasy baseball. Uh, big news for Ryan Brown. Uh, yes, yes. God, God hates astronauts is now and ongoing. And a little bit of confusion out there that I've seen on not just our forum, but a couple other places. This is not capital N O T. This is not reprinting right. the web comic or right, anything right. that was collected in, in the, in the deluxe edition. This is all brand new God hates astronauts material. Mm-hmm. So do not, do not think that this is is reprinting anything. This is all brand new. And I've seen the pages and if you are if you're a fan a fan of Ryan, this is probably the best stuff I I've seen him do. And that's um that's high praise because I, I love what he did on on Bedlam. Uh his stuff in Manhattan Projects is just out of this world. But you know, there was a certain amount yeah, I mean he didn't want to break the feel of those books. This is this is Ryan being Ryan. Um uh and it's just gorgeous, gorgeous, funny, hilarious, fun comics and I, I can't I can't wait for it. So and he wants to come on again at some point. So um you know you probably will be hearing from him at least a, a small amount at some point. Uh oh funny okay my funny story of the uh of the con. So uh before you know in the in the past if you had a press badge at ten o'clock you just show them your press badge and you walk into the show. They changed things up a little bit this year where they made kind of like this big corral and, you know, so we were kind of very much like cattle. So they said, oh, everyone with a press badge, go over here. They had to check bags and all that. And so they just kind of put us in this big pen. And there were uh, a couple hundred people with, with press badges. And so I walk into the big the big corral there, and I look over to my left, and Mark Wade is standing there. And, mm-hmm. and he's standing next to his wife and, and I assume, his uh, his daughter. And I <laughs> 
I go, dude, I think they probably let you in on the show floor. And he looks at me. He's like, yeah, you'd think that, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> I was like, get out of here. <laughs> so yeah, it's, and this thing, the same thing happened. You've heard the Storanko story, right? From, from New York Comic Con, like, five years ago or six years ago or whatever it was, they did the same thing to Steranko. It's the the people at the, you know, checking badges and everything had no idea who he was. And they're like, no, I'm sorry, sir. You know, it's, you, you can't get all the four unless you have an exhibitor badge. And he's like, but I'm Jim Steranko. And, uh, uh, so we helped get him in. Well, this time Mark Wade was just like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It's like 15 minutes. We don't have anywhere to be. And it's, it's absolutely, you know, it's, it's fine. So he was, he was a peach about it. Um, asked me, you know, where I was, you know, uh, what my press badge was for and, uh, told him and he said he would love to talk with us. So, uh, nice. that, that would fun. be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, 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 it would. We should do that. It would be, it would, would be a fun. cool segue if, um, Chris wasn't done, but. <laughs> oh, well, we, we can, we, we can move on in a minute. No, 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 I want to hear more, but I'm just saying, cause I think three out of the four of us read a Mark Wade comic last week. He's, he's such a, he's a very interesting guy. Um, he, um, lives not far from, uh, um, our, our friends at, uh, uh DCBS now. Oh really? Oh, is that right? He moved to Muncie, Indiana, and is part is part owner of a comic shop there. Well, I knew he was a part owner of a comic shop, but I didn't know he moved there though. What the hell is he doing there? Muncie, Indiana. Yeah, I believe his wife is finishing up uh, her degree. Uh, she's okay. Going to there. Now I feel and, like a dick. Uh, so yeah, he's he is in Muncie, Indiana, and I'm just like, really? He's like, yep. They seem to be enjoying. It. I was like, dude, you're a Hoosier now, and he yeah, actually knows what that means. So, uh, speaking of uh, DCB service, did you did you see the Merklers? I did not. Oh, hmm. I did. Hmm. There's there's so many people I missed. Well, I mean, I was, sponsors of love, dude. <laughs> it was it was it was. T- I mean, I was you know running around and and saw a lot of people, but I know there were a lot of people that were there that I I just totally missed, which. You know, bumps mm-hmm. me out. Um, but, but yeah, that was. Did that you was guys my... actually? Uh, did you did you happen to to see who else are young guns without looking? I did not know. I don't know. I didn't All right. Know. Well, Chris Chris knows, but but Vince and David, you don't know. Oh, I, I do not know. Okay, so would you would you care to play a little guessing game? Uh, Paolo Rivera. You? Oh, wait. You don't know Chris? No, I don't know. Okay. Well, Mahmoud is one, as we just talked about. Uh, there are six. Derek Roberts. Ramon Perez, <laughs> Derek Robertson. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> well, uh, Ramon is not that. Although that would have been one I would have guessed. Okay. Um, Bradshaw. Yes, excellent, Vince. Knew it. I knew it. Um, uh, Emma Rios. Spider Man lines. Emma Rios. No good guess, but no Spider Man. Okay. No, well, not Humberto. Stegman. Stegman, yep, that's three. Are you kidding me? That's, <laughs> that's, that's so wrong. <sighs> another, another, another Spider-Man person. Uh, uh, Cole, uh, Kevin what's Cole. his name? Yeah, Giuseppe Kemicoli. Ultimates. Ultimate Spider-Man. Wow. Not, not Sarah. Oh, Sarah. Oh, Sarah Pacelli. Oh. Wow. Pacelli. Another Spider-Man artist. Um. <laughs> yeah, four. Really? Spider-Man. Mahmoud, Bradshaw, Steggy, Sarah uh, Pacelli, uh, David Marquez. Oh wow! Okay, 
Wow. And then the last one I would have never gotten in a trillion years, Valerio Skidi. <laughs> okay. So wow. There you go. Do they have a new uh, a new list of architects? I don't think so. I think that was uh, one and done. I think we got a yeah, lot of that, that should, yeah. get a feedback on that one. Like, listen, we got Hickman right in the Avengers. That's our yeah. architect right there. There you go. There you go. Uh, let me see real quick. Anything, uh, anything else that, oh, uh, talking about the guest list. So yeah, you know, the, the artist alley was, artist alley was very solid. I mean, you had Adam Hughes, you had, you know, Bob Layton, you had, you, there were, there were, there were a great mix of new and old and it was, it, it was good. It was a really good artist alley. Um, the, the, the dealer floor, um, v- varied. It was, um, the, there are fewer comic book retailers there, or I think at any show, um, every year. And I, I really think that internet sales have, and eBay have really cut into their business. And there's fewer of the dollar bin retailers there. You know, there, there's the high, the high end back issues and there's the 50% off hardcover folks and, and that kind of stuff are, are still there, but it's just not nearly as many comic book retailers. That space has been filled with, um, as, uh, Sal Abinati, who was not there, which I thought was interesting. Um, what he would call ye old. There's a lot of sword vendors, a lot of, a lot oh my of, God, yeah. A uh, lot of Game of Thrones. Find your shit. own books. A lot of Game of Thrones shit. Um, you know, like, uh, the mountains helmet. You could buy that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all sorts of, you can buy a needle. Uh, um, a lot of, a lot of video games, a lot of t-shirts, a lot of apparel, a lot, a lot of apparel. Um, yeah, just, uh, um, all sorts of pop culture, geek culture shit. It was, uh, from what I saw, there was a lot of vinyl there too this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, so from from that standpoint, you know, that's how I see things changing a little bit there. Um, where I thought the show was was lacking in comparison to years past uh, was the uh, the entertainment guests, which for me, I could give two shits what what name um, celebrity. Is there, it's like when Chris Hemsworth was there, that was a huge fucking deal to like everyone but me who just like, uh, I'm not going to meet him. I'm not going to see him. Don't want his autograph, but I understand why it's a big deal and why that does drive people through the doors. But like this year, there, there wasn't like a big time marquee entertainment guest. Stan Lee was there, but I think, I think Stan shows up to so many shows now. Um, that it's it's not. I mean, it was a big deal a couple of years ago whenever he came here for the first time in a long time. Um, but yeah, from the from the entertainment, I guess they had what, a bunch of the cast of Warehouse 13. That was grown. <laughs> 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 that's fine. That's one of the very few shows that my wife and I watched oh. together. That's that is sci-fi at all. She enjoys it, and we so we watch that. So that's it, it's silly. It's I know where you're anti sci-fi, whatever. Yeah, wasn't wasn't Hulk Hogan there? Yes, he was. Hulk Hogan was there. Uh, I'm getting bigger than that, brother. Oh, Foley too. Who? I think Mick Foley was there too, right? 
Yeah. Uh, I saw uh, Jerry the King Waller. Of course. Yes. He's at the tattoo. He hangs with tattoo guys, but. Yeah. And Jerry goes when I don't go. That's it. I think he has. Uh, is Vince going? Oh, I'm going to go. He was, uh, was he really? He was. Well, why didn't I see him? Because you were getting a tattoo. Damn, Jerry. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, the entertainment guest, I, I don't think that they had any, like, real big name. Uh, entertainment guests. And I think that may have, may have, may have hurt him at the gate a little bit. But here's the thing. For me, that made it a more enjoyable show because I didn't have to, I didn't have to crawl over a ton of people and, and Artist Alley was, was really good. So for, for me, it was a fantastic show. If That's that awesome. Sense. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, tons of people saying hi. And, you know, it, that was, once again, it, it, I got sick of, of saying it. But, it's, no, they're not here. They'll be here next year. Yeah, I'll tell them you said hi, blah, blah, blah. That's uh, what we used to have to say in New York. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Um, we'll be saying oh, to Heroes when you're in Scotland. Yeah, I know, I know. I, and I've always wanted to go to Heroes. But, um uh it was it was in a different a different room this year so they now have officially been in every um ah. large room at, in the in the convention center mm-hmm. so this was the north room or something like that west no they're west uh, so they've been north south east and west now so they've been all over that place but uh yeah no it was it was good good show enjoyed it uh missed you guys um yeah so another another year in the books Nice. And you ran into Mark Wade. Yeah, which was cool. Who happened to write Original Sin number zero? He did. Yes, sir. He did. He did. Yeah. But more importantly, you... who drew that masterpiece? Yeah. Jim Money Chung. And, and Medina. And, 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 Medina. and, pa- Jerry, and Jerry, I'm sorry, one more story. Jerry McDade. You guys know Jerry, right? Dude, he... Yeah, yeah I've heard of him. And, 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 and... <laughs> But then, I mean, I, and, and I don't mean to cut, you know, I, I'm going to let Chris finish. I just want to say that it, it's fucking, did you see what Tony Fleece put on, on fucking Jerry's jam piece? Mm-hmm. That is his, oh my God. It's almost Christ. as good as the cypher he did online. Oh, for real. Uh, <laughs> not Tony. He's doing well. Yeah. Uh, so McDade cracks me up. I'm over talking to Stegman and McDade like flies by and he's like, I got Jimmy Chung, bitches. And just like, cuts <laughs> off. And I'm like, man, what's going to hate that? <laughs> nah, dude, you forget. I, I, no, I'm I think, I, I think I own, Wood resigned I himself artwork, to, dude. yeah, that, that, you what? I own Chung artwork now, man. I'm good. Oh, yeah. so you got it. You're, you're good. Um, yeah. It's like yeah. I scratched that itch, man. All right, good. I've been knocking <laughs> off my bucket list of OA like a like a it's boss true. lately. Like a, like a boss. I'm like, bro, do you got cancer? I'm like, I'm waiting for him to find out that. <laughs> oh, that's real. <laughs> that's real. Dude. Dude, dude, why are you buying all this shit? I'm like, I'm fucking worried now. Nah, dude, just ball. been. Alright, nah, cool. You know what it is? It's it's uh it, it's 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 a realization that art and back issues and this kind of stuff is never getting cheaper. It's nope. never getting cheaper. Especially the stuff you want. That's what I mean. It's so yeah. I can't tell you how many things I see now, and I'm like, I could have bought it for that then, and so I'm buying it now. Yeah, there you go. It, it's true. Um, and I was a little bit feared when I read this issue because, well, going into this issue because there's a host of anchors on this thing. I think that's uh, because of the Paco pages. Mark Morales. Well, Morales that, does all the Jimmy uh, Chung stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And Guillermo Ortego. 
Dave Mikas, Juan Vasco, and Chung inked himself on some pages. Yes. So um, it's basically uh, a character study of both young Sam Alexander and this, the new Nova. This was perfect to use Nova. Oh, yeah. I love this. I thought it was wonderful. Me too. You couldn't, I mean, it's not like Iron Man or one of the X-Men could go up to the Watchers Hangout and be like, you right. know, so tell me about yourself. I mean, Sam is new. Dude, it's super but, green. Yeah, but not only that. I mean, he's. you're right. He's new, but he's also really smart because, as Captain America said, you know, nobody <laughs> ever thought to ask the Watchers he does what he does besides you. You're like, you're the first one, so why don't you go talk to him? But anyway, um, and and it's a character piece of Sam, and it's also taking – a character that has largely been used as a plot contrivance in the past Correct. and actually fleshing them out to a degree because if you're going to do bodily harm to a character, it's got to mean something, right? If you want to start an event based on that, you know, the watcher loses his eye, somebody shot him, why should we care other than the fact that, you know, he always shows up when when the the poop hits the fan. So now we get to really know to a certain extent Uatu, what right. drives the dude. And, what, and um, this, I, I will say that as I'm reading this, even though it's original sin number zero, this to me, because of the players involved, not thinking about this upcoming event, this was more like a Nova annual. Yeah, I was going to say this. I'm with you, David, because I know you and I have been keeping up with the Nova series. This felt like an issue of Nova to me. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was a really smart way to do it because you have new Marvel Universe meets old Marvel Universe, um, and there's a couple of really really big events in this book. Yes. For, for a zero issue, um, and and if you haven't read it, spoilers, uh, because you know I'm I just got to lay it out. Uh, basically, the we what we knew was the Watchers are a pretty old race. But we didn't know how old. They're the, the, the oldest and most intelligent of the universe's sentient beings. That's that's old. And it was uh, Uatu's dad, uh, Ikor, who decided the uh, benevolent in- intervention type thing. Yeah, it's our job being the big brains that we are. We got to aid all these races that are popping up and help them along. We got to, you know, take them by the, the arm and walk them through it. And they unfortunately give nuclear power to, to a fledgling race. Well, that prime directive. And, uh-huh. and, and that race, that race destroyed itself. And, and that has been the case over and over and over again through, through not only the top level universe, but through the multiverse too. Every race, the watchers interact with, Destroy themselves. Yes. Don't do and, that. And, and, <laughs> well, right. Well, that's what, that's the whole, um, nonverbal part. The, he, they, they don't aid anymore. They right. just observe. They just watch. And, and they, it's, it's the, um, I don't know if this is Wade. I don't know if this is Chung. I don't know if this is the editors, everybody working together. I was quite happy with myself when I picked up on something right before Sam mentioned it during the flashbacks and everything that's going around. Uatu and, and, and Sam says there's that one scene that keeps playing out regardless. And, yeah. and it was, it was with dad. And I'm like, cause, mm-hmm. cause I'm, I'm looking, I love 
I love when I is that that's one thing I loved about Who's Who is that with the Marvel Handbook you had the image of the character and then images taken from various books. But with Who's Who you had the image of the character and then in the background you had the artist draw little pieces of, of storytelling that, that that gave you an idea about the character. And when you see Chung or Medina draw all these versions of different dimensions or universes and and I'm I'm looking at everything. I'm looking to see, you know, is this is this X Men related? Is this Spidey? Is this Avengers? And and there's that one scene of Dad always with his hand to his head. And it was the thing that I noticed almost immediately when we when we got when we found out about Uatu's race, what you do know what that reminded me of. That whole the, the way they looked and what they were doing reminded me of the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think we need to say something here because uh, I want to make sure we're all coming at this from the same angle. The stuff we saw in Original Sin Zero regarding Watu and his dad is not Wade's creation here. That that's he's just retelling the original. Right. Right. Oh yes, yes, yes. But but he makes it personal though. Yeah, I'm Where? saying, but the, I mean, back, I mean, we're going back to Tales of Suspense when right. we learned about why the Watchers just watch and, and what possessed them to become that and all that sort of thing. I mean, that's, he's just basically just literally regurgitating what, what was created way back then. It's just, it's been a long time. It's been what, 50, 60 years since we, yeah. but, but I, I don't think Uatu has been as motivated by, um, I don't, I don't know if it's so much guilt as, Proving his father right, which I think it's way too too long uh, past to do that. But I mean, he still carries around his father's belief that intervention, benevolent intervention, is going to matter to these people. We're gonna we're gonna help them along and set them on the path to salvation. And and it always plays out across the multiverse that it doesn't work. That uh, all these races just stay true to form and end up destroying themselves. And David, when you were talking about the the double page spread with all the different uh, Marvel Universe characters. Yeah. Do you know the the story that um, Bleeding Cool presented about that character yeah. in the upper oh, left? Wait, wait. In, uh, it's now it's now a shirtless character in the upper left, next to the What If number one with Spider Man joining the Fantastic. Oh, Four. then I know I saw it. Hold on, give me a second. Give me a second to bring the issue up. Okay, uh, but uh, that page is money. It's like Chung was drawing $100 bills when he did that page. Cause I'm guessing oh, that, I can't, that, yeah, I can't even imagine what the art, what, what the page, I mean, I'm, shit, Jason and I have pages from Infinity. I can't imagine, based on the characters on these pages, what some of... I think that spread would go for at least 1500 At least 1500 That's like a starting point. The first page is money too, with Rocket Raccoon. He can charge whatever he wants for that too. <laughs> Right, so but, uh, you want to know? I, I actually know the prices because I was talking oh, to Michael yesterday about all of it. Yeah. Tell, tell me, tell me. Um, so the uh, the first page is uh, two thousand seven hundred fifty bucks. Wow! <laughs> oh man! Um, and let me see. I I don't know if I saw the the splash page you're talking about. In the okay, wait. So who who is it on the splash page? I'm supposed to be looking for Vince. Do you see the? Oh, see the, oh, right there, right next to number five. Okay. Yeah. Oh, here you go. Yeah. It's um. It's not it's, Namor, is it? 
originally that the the uh costume on the character has been excised. That was Miracle Man. No shit. Nice. Yeah, With the gear and everything. Wow. Okay. Uh, that that page will set you back three thousand. Oh, that's that cheap. Is cheap. A, that is, yeah, that's especially if it's spread. if and if it has all the little characters inside the squares. That's that's mad cheap. If there's no paste up at all right. on that page, yeah, wow. That is, that well, is. listen, we have uh, lots of ballers that listen to the show, so if you're interested in that page, you can reach. You can reach it to Michael at moregreatart.com and buy it. And, you know, just send it to me for Hanukkah. We're golden. It's money in the bank. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I just thought that the issue was spectacular. It, it was a, a, an amazing lead-in. And, you know, to put Jim Chung and Mark Wade on a zero issue? And that's But that surprises me because at first I, I did a double take when I saw the cover and I saw that Wade wrote it because I was looking for Jason Aaron's name. Yeah. So I, you know, which is because, and it's a zero issue, so it's not part, it is, but it's not exactly part of the main series. If you just want to know about the Watcher, here it is. Because it doesn't, until you get to the last page where it says, and coming next, the first issue where, you know, there's that whole who shot JR motive going on. Right, yes. You know, that, this is almost a standalone issue because it's, you have, you have a complete yeah. Nova story because he, he saves the day and he meets the Avengers and he gives a gift and then he leaves. You have the Watcher's origin. You have, you know, the Watcher accepting the gift and that's, and boom, you're done. The end of the book. Yeah. But, and, but they're both stories are tied together by the whole sins of the father thing. Yes. Sam, Sam, yes. Sam is living in the shadow of his father's, you know, raw, bad parenting. Let's just put it that way. And uh, Uatu's living in the father uh, shadow of his father's presumptions, right, so to speak. And then they tie them both together. And the Watcher's the been a supporting character of Nova since Jump. So yes. Yeah. And here's the big spoiler, and this should get you interested in this issue if you're not already. The Watcher speaks to Young Sam. See, and, and, that, t- and, and tells him something. And I even I said this this week on on Marvel Noise, and 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 Steve Raker also, you know, each time he, he mentioned he. He answered me in the Marvel Noise episode thread, but because I grew up on What If, I'm used to the Watcher. I'm used to Watu being a chatty bitch. Right. So, well, I, you know, for him to be silent all the time, and, and even with the trial of Reed Richards during Assistant Editor's Month, I don't know when the Watcher didn't speak. But apparently, he's, you know, when he's not doing his What If gig, he's pretty quiet. Well, he was the host of that. He had to talk. What if he just showed but up and didn't saying, say anything? Though, so why would I yeah. read that and think that by, you know, normally he's just quiet? You know, when, when during the, um. Tell you what, they should have had that, uh, his dialogue in the what ifs in thought balloons instead of, oh, that's, uh, speech balloons. Uh, yeah. That would've... Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I get why he's quiet. I just, I, it, it surprised me because of what I read for years and years and, and growing up that, you know, that just wasn't, I'm not saying it didn't ring true to me. It was just like, I never saw him that way. But I think Owatu kind of makes the same mistake his father did in telling what he did to Sam, because that kind of information could get the kid killed. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those it, things where you, you, you're damned if you do. Cause either, either, and, and, 
granted, Sam was like, listen, I know if you can't tell me, you can't tell me. That's fine. But so he did tell him, made Sam's day, whether he thought that it was tit for tat. You know, the kid gives me a gift. I can at least give this to him. Right. But I, I get where you're going from, but it, it's – um, Because, I mean, Wonder's not going to – for the most part, Wonder's not going to get the kid killed. Knowing what he knows now, he's going to take an active – He's gonna he's gonna jump into the universe and try and sort this out, right? So I, I I just think it was it could have been a mistake on Uatu's part to tell him that. And we'll just see, we'll see. Far be it for a watcher to make a mistake. That's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fantastic lead in. I'm I'm more excited for Original Sin than ever now. You know, Wade is. I feel like talking. About him like he's a young gun. It, it, it dude is. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yes, okay. We just talked about original Sin Zero. I've we've talked about his indestructible Hulk run and and Hulk number one that came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I read Daredevil number two the other day. Ooh, and holy mind was just. I I enjoyed the first issue because it's it was you know it's Matt and and. Kirsten McDuffie in San Francisco getting a lay of the land. She's basically his Google Maps. He's he's trying to get a lay of the land and and trying to he's got to rescue a young girl and he's trying to get to the nearest hospital and and there aren't any skyscrapers to swing around. So he's he's doing what he has to do. But because the city's changed a bit in the years since he's last been there, she's basically feeding him information and making sure he can get to where he needs to get to. So they make a pretty cool team. Um, then they had the 1.50 issue, which was the 50th anniversary of Daredevil uh, or Daredevil comic. Um, Is that why that was published? Yes. I was wondering yeah, that. Yeah, pretty cool cover with all the graffiti of all the various creators from Daredevil oh, yeah, over the yeah. years. Uh, but it had three stories in it. It had a future story written by uh, Wade um, or by Rodriguez. And then it had a, a text piece style story by Bendis with Alex Maleev Art. Uh, and then there was a story – told from Mike Murdoch's point of view from back in the Gene Colan days. Oh neat. When uh yeah, when he when he invented his own twin brother. Um and that was actually penciled by Carl Kessel and inked by Tom Palmer. Nice. Yeah. And written and written and penciled by Kessel and inked by Palmer. But number two is the issue that really knocked my socks off because it it I'm gonna say reintroduces a character that I haven't thought of in a long time. And basically kind of sort of turned him into a badass. And he, um, he, I think he's going to be a pretty decent foil for Daredevil. Um, and he's from the West Coast, so it all works out. But I, I thought what, um, who, who? I'll, I'll, if everybody's on board, I'll spoil it. Oh yeah, go ahead. The Shroud. Oh, nice. He, yeah, West Coast Avengers, bro. The, yeah. And, and Spider Woman, he, he is, he's basically, he's going to be, he, the story starts off with, uh, uh, there's a news report of four, um, rumors have it that they're linked to organized crime, but their families say that they're just, you know, four average guys. They have nothing to do with, um, with any illegal activity. Um, and we see the shroud chilling in his apartment, but the dude is wrecked and he actually, he picks up a coffee filter, 
full of used grinds and cigarette butts and, and, uh, soda can pop tops. And he puts the filter over a mug, pours a bottle of water through the filter so he can make his coffee. And then he chugs it and then he goes into a room and we see in that room he has the four dudes strung up. Ooh. And where Wade is, is awesome with this issue because he's setting up Matt and Kirsten in San Francisco and a police detective, a lieutenant who's, um, who's working with Matt and making sure that the police department, uh, works with Daredevil because at this point, um, Matt's identity is blown. Everybody knows Matt Murdock is Daredevil now. Um, so she comes over for dinner. We, you know, Wade is just setting up all the players. Everything is great. Um, and then they mentioned the owl. And then Shroud and Daredevil, we, we, Shroud comes to Matt's apartment, lands on the roof. And, and so Daredevil goes out and, and talks to him. They have a quick little fight. We get the Shroud's origin. Um, and then the whole thing is uh, is designed when we get to the end of the issue is basically the shroud who is who is now the new kingpin of crime in San Francisco and and uh but he just the way Somni draws the character and the words Wade has this character saying he's just it's like I anytime I laughed at him back in the old days it just it it's been erased. He is he he looks to be an actual um, I would take him seriously now, hmm. which is insane. But Wade is, I mean, yeah, no, Wade, he is, he's taking these characters who we, who we're comfortable with, who we, who we've known for years. And he, uh, he's just, he's tweaking them. You know, it's not like it's, it's Wade's daredevil. It's he, Wade isn't trying to write frank miller's or daredevils or, or, or bendis's daredevil he's this is his daredevil and it's just it it it's different but it's still it's he's a nice pair of jeans you just you you, you know what you're going to get it's just slightly tweaked and, and and it all just works i gotta peep that you do, Sounds bro, good. you do i i have it i just I'm trying to make time to read all this stuff there's a neat where um when they mention uh the shroud and and Matt's trying to like, you know, think about who he is. Apparently, um, Kirsten does all his, she's his microchip and, and, um, he, even though you're not supposed to, he basically gave Kirsten his, his Avengers database log on so she can look up the shit that he needs to find access to. And just little things like that are just, you know, cause, yeah, as someone in IT, you kind of, I, I'm used to seeing, I go into, I go into a user's office and I see their fucking passwords taped to the goddamn monitor and it's like, <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't, but it happens. And, and for this dude, goddamn lawyer to give his, his info to, uh, to his sidekick so she can look shit up. It's just, but I mean, Wade's just, he, he he's on point. Uh, when is he not? I, no, That's well, the thing I know Wade. when is he not. Oh, and apparently Empire's coming back, bro. Really? Barry Kitson to bring it back Empire. Oh, what, yeah, really? Yeah. What company? I think Thrillbent. Wow. wow. Good old Kitson. Love him. Yes. Huh. Actually, while someone else goes, I'm going to make sure I'm going to verify that. <laughs> could, could, we, could we keep it on uh, in the Daredevil universe for just a couple more minutes? Sure. 
Did you read Electra, number one? I Anybody? Did not. Oh, it looks Luke. so pretty. I haven't read it yet, though. I heard Del oh, Mundo's my... on some next level shit, though. Oh, he's ripping it apart. Um, it, it, but there's, it's, it's curious because the guy that wrote this thing, W. Hayden Blackman, yeah. wrote Batwoman with J.H. Williams. It's a chick, by the way, I think. Really? Are you, well, are you sure? I mean, I'm not sure. About, I think it is, though, yeah. Huh. Well, well, wow. Well, anyway, I'm guessing, um, maybe the writer had some input into the, the graphic treatment because the book resembles, um, Marvel's version of Batwoman in that the way J.H. Williams did those double page spreads, that graphic sprawl where he would, you know, interconnect images, not with panels, but as they related to each other in, in the, like he'd do these massive, incredibly complex spreads, but the story would progress as well. You'd have these little interconnected narrative containers and inside there you'd have, you know, bits of the story. There's a character in, in, uh, this Electra called Bloody Lips and he keeps talking about something called the serpent. And there's these spreads where a snake just coils and slithers across this, the double page and in between like the negative space of where the snake would be, that's where you get the story. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So it looks a lot like J.H. Williams's stuff from Batwoman, but painted by Mike Del Mundo. It's a dude, by the way, it, you were right. It, okay. It's, it's just awesome. But in a nutshell, Electra's having problems with identity. She she doesn't really know who she is. She's always under somebody's thumb. E- either she's a hired assassin, you know, she's under the client's thumb, or she's daddy's little puppet, or she's Stick's student, or Murdoch's girlfriend, or the Kingpin's slave, uh, what, Bullseye's victim. She, she who the hell, you know, who the hell am I, right? I'm, I don't. She doesn't know. So she she tries to drown herself, uh, drown her sorrows in her work, and she takes this contract to uh bring down this notorious assassin called the Cape Crow. Uh the Assassin's Guild itself has been trying to take this guy down because he's not only getting up in age, but he's getting a little bit big for his britches. He's he's taking out fellow assassins and and grabbing their contracts. And he's he's really effective. So they they want him off the board. There's one page where he takes out Sabretooth, Taskmaster, and Bullseye. What? So the, the the dude is not a pushover, right? So while that shit's going on, there's another assassin uh, on the board called Bloody Lips, and he gains power and information by eating part of his victims. This is really cool. He he he's trying to get in this safe house, right? So he bites a shield agent, and not only. Does he take his voice because the the cell is like the voice activated? He also gets the information of what to say to the voice activated thing to open the door. So he gets in this cell, and who the hell do you think is in there that he takes a bite out of? Mm. Bulls, bullseye. Ooh. He takes a bite out of bullseye to gain his abilities. Nice. So you know, you know he's going to run into Electra. I thought this book was great. It the visually, oh my god, it it's stunning. Mm-hmm. It's it's. Uh, um, it's somewhat beholden to um, Sienkiewicz in some spots, as it should be, right? Sure. Well, homage. But, yeah, yeah. He uh, Del Mundo does the um, the line over the fully painted artwork, like Sienkiewicz did, like the the, the a contrasting color line over it. It looks great. But like I said, there's other pages where it's just beautifully fully painted 
oh my god, lush colors. It's gorgeous. And there's blood splatter all over the place. There's another, there's a lot of double page spreads. There's another spread where Electra's doing this ballet. Like she's reminiscing about when she was a little girl and she loved ballet and she's twirling all across the page. And then you get to an, the, the next double page spread. She's ripping people apart with the size and the, the blood spray is like ribbons mm-hmm. that the ballerina is. It's awesome. Awesome. Amazing book. I love it. I, I'm d- hoping for a hardcover on this. Yeah. So just to, you know, keep it in the daredevil camp. Mm-hmm. I, I, I highly recommend Electra. Great, great stuff. Ooh, yeah. It's, it's looks fantastic. Cute. Yeah. Christopher, you're going to love it. Cannot it, wait. It doesn't pull any punches. Yeah. It's it's no Chuck Austin Electra. But it's, it's good. It's Chuck Austin War Machine. Yeah, you're. Oh no! <laughs> I got me a computer. <laughs> I don't like the shit. I don't like the shit on Chuck Austin because I, I like it, a lot of his stuff. It's an easy target, but yeah, I know. yeah, exactly. Yeah, War Machine's a very easy target. Yeah. Oh. But um, are you ready to 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 talk about uh about Roses of Berlin? I will let you do that. Oh, I, yeah, I pretty much, yeah, I pretty much said, I don't, I don't think I can dredge anything up unique from what I said about it last week. Go ahead, I want to. Um, Will, uh, this morning, you're, I talked to Will about it just, just a little bit. He agreed that it was a little thin, and it's still the best comic that's come out this year <laughs> that I've read, which is not a lot, um, but uh, you know, it's still awesome. It is. It's it's Nemo's it is, it's, it is awesome. it's Nemo's daughter running around the Metropolis movie version of Charlie Chaplin's Nazi Germany. Hello, that's awesome. It is conceptually, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, conceptually, ah, uh, that's okay. So you're just like, okay, yeah, but the story was. I, yeah, I, was, I thought the story was fine. They were going to rescue their their daughter from the clutches of of the Nazi controlled Germany, and and a big adventure ensues. I mean, it yeah. it felt like a it felt like a, a Raiders of the Lost Ark type. You know, it's big, a yeah. Saturday cereal. I mean, it, it had that, it had that Saturday cereal feel to it, which, um, you know, it's, it's, I think in the, in the hands of a lesser artist, it wouldn't have worked. I can see that, well, you know, but you know what? That's, that's half of the medium. I know. You know, sometimes more. Um, more is blessed with Kevin O'Neill. There's a reason why Kevin O'Neill has done all of the league stuff because he is the, no one else could do it. No, yeah, he's the perfect choice for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I, I was absolutely looking forward to it and I know that there's, I know that there's still a lot in here that I need, I need to go to the annotations. And that's one of the, that's one of the funnest things about any league story is going to the annotations and picking up on stuff that you had no idea was, was in there. Where are the, where are the, the sleeping soldiers from? The sleeping soldiers? Yeah, all the, the, the Nazi soldiers who are asleep. Oh, you mean in terms of film or in terms of the the story? Because you know, zombie Nazi soldiers, uh, somnambulists. I mean, that's a trope from well, yeah, but way it, it, way back. I mean, it, everything in League is is referencing something in in 
in British literature or 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 pop culture. So it's got to be it's got to be. I, yeah, I took it to be uh, connected to the cabinet of of Dr. Caligari with the uh, the whole. Um, you know the dream world and the, the the stuff that came out of that. So I didn't, you know, I mean, I didn't put enough thought into where the 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 some some I can't say that word somnambulists came from. They were they were mind-addled Nazi soldiers. Well, they were asleep. Yeah, but that I mean that was enough. Yeah. For yeah. So, I mean, so they're, I, they're obviously they're I, it comes from something. I mean, there yeah. is a book or a movie out there that had that. I I I love Metropolis, the original Metropolis, and so oh, yeah. just visually, this was a huge treat for me to to see that. And, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That the aerial battles were fantastic, yes. with all the the ships blowing that crap out of each other and explosions and the color and it's just it leaps off the page but to be honest um i like nemo's daughter i can't say that i care about her all that much uh i i like her she's she's yeah i mean yeah yeah i like the character it it seems an odd choice to to shift the league away from the 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 main players into one character yeah. like this. I think, but, I think the know. main league story is done. I mean, he wrapped that up with Century, which, uh, by the way, announced. I saw today that yeah. uh, that Top Shelf is collecting all of the Century into one volume. I'm gonna have to buy that too, like a dumbass. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but but see, more had me by the short hairs last volume because it was all love, Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. This volume, I mean, he's he. I wasn't distracted while I was reading it, but it just didn't grab me like the last one did. Yeah, okay, I can see. You, yeah, the um, um, what was that? Heart of Ice. Yeah. Heart of Ice was awesome. Yeah, it's great the, with the, the fucking penguins and the mountains of madness. Oh, I mean, that's Tom Swift speaking my language. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty fantastic. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they if if they stay in the the league sandbox and and do anything more. I mean. You know, she's getting old in this. She's in her, yeah. you know, she's what in her mid forties. Gotta be. Yeah. It, even, it, it even references it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know where else. I mean, he could always go back and pick up some other stories, but um, it, it kind of feels think, like this will be it. Oh, I'm thinking he'll do one more. I he do, likes- yeah, he'll do a trilogy. He likes the trilogies, yeah. I'm thinking he'll do one more just to take her off the the playing field. Like we'll see what happens to. Is it Yanni? How do you say her yeah, name? Oh, it's it's. I've always said um, Janny. It's Janny and N I, which is probably wrong, but I've always I've always said Janny. We'll get to see the end of that that character trail, probably. Yeah, and I care. And, you know, and I we'll... care what happens to her. I mean, you know, she is an interesting character because she's you know trying to live you know the legacy of of her father's life, but in a new and and um, increasingly changing world, a, a world that's changing faster than than you know at any point through history. And that's uh, she's she's an interesting character and a badass. Yeah. Fueled by vengeance now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. The, well, I don't want to say that for people who haven't read it, but you don't think she's going to do something at the end. And she's like, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> you know, so that, that, that was a pretty cool part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's a great book. Mm-hmm. 
Well, maybe not a great book, but it was it's well worth well worth the 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 time uh and and money commitment and it's just like any other more work it, there are layers there that I have not peeled away yet so it's got well it's a, it's a nice little hardcover it's 10 bucks or is it 10 bucks or 10 pounds 14.99 10 pounds so, cover price yeah. yeah so but um i wish it they would uh really do it in the form of the european graphic albums and make them bigger yep but you can't have everything yep Jason. Yes, sir. Hi. Hello. Spew. Spew, dude. I want to hear you. You're going to spew. Spew. I mean, what you got? That's kind of raw. Get it all up on. I know. That's how I roll. I'm raw. Oh, man. I mean, uh, let's see. I read a shit ton today, uh, this week. Um, well, I'm curious. I don't, Chris, I don't know if you've read this yet, but I'm sure you will read it if you haven't already, which is, uh, 100 Bullets, Brother Lono. No, but I will read it. Oh, yeah, I haven't read it. Yeah, so the DC's a little slow on the draw with the trades, but they're pretty good on the Vertigo front. So Water's wet. Yeah, but the the Brother Lono <laughs> miniseries, which brings us back into the 100 Bullets world uh, about five years after it wrapped up um, by Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Riso, was a no-brainer uh, to, to for me to consume. So I could spew Vince. Um, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was an eight issue series and basically it looks at Lono after what goes down in 100 bullets. He ends up in a, uh, he ends up in, in Durango, Mexico, uh, nearly dead and is nursed back to life by a priest. Um, and the namesake brother Lono, he ends up essentially staying on at the church orphanage. It's an orphanage that is on a bunch of acres in the epicenter of one of the most massive drug empires in the region. And the drug crime Lords that run the place, the twins um, have declared this land, uh, you know, uh, sacred. And so, this land is operated by uh, a priest, uh, Brother Lono, and then um, a, a nun, and they take care of hundreds of orphans, most of whom are orphaned because of the, the drug trade. And it's uh, it's a look into what – I, I mean, at the start, it's sort of a look into the kinder, gentler Lono, which any of you that have read the series know that's an oxymoron. Um but because this is Azarello and Risso doing 100 bullets, the righteous path that Lono is on is difficult for him to stay on. Let's put it that way. Um, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing, right? You, you, there's a lot of people that say you can't go home again. Um, visually, it looks fantastic. Uh, it's it's Rizzo doing 100 bullets, so. Visually, there's no change from the greatness that we saw in those hundred issues that he did previously. Um, story-wise, it's interesting because it's relatively compact, right? Um, it, it, it um, this may be a case where I'm judging this work against the previous work in the sense that the magic of the previous work was that in spite of each arc being satisfying unto itself, 
the real payoff was the full investment over the 100 issues and that longer arc. And in this, because it is what it is, we don't get that extra layer, which I thought was the most satisfying part of 100 Bullets. Um, it's a it's a complete beginning, middle, and end here, and it's an engaging crime story, and it certainly fits perfectly into that 100 Bullets world. But there was something missing from it in the sense that when it's done, it's done. There's no layers or nuances beyond what we're seeing on the page in these eight issues. We're not going to, we're not going to revisit this. There's not going to be tendrils that Azarello is, is layering in that we're going to then 20 issues later say, Oh, that's right. So we, we kind of get what you get here, which is different from the original series. Um, but that said, if you like the original series, if you're a fan of crime comics, if you appreciate the penchant for ultra violence that Azarello is so comfortable in dealing with, uh, I, I definitely enjoyed it, but I would characterize it as, uh, like an amuse bouche if you're having a fancy meal. It, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a whisper back to one of my favorite comics of the modern era versus something that I think just by itself is worthy of tremendous praise, if that makes sense. Hmm. I don't want to get into the details of what happens, but, right. mm-hmm. you know. Um, but in spite of it only being eight issues, Azarello is the consummate pro at creating characters. The brothers that are the twins that run the, the drug empire are engaging and evil, and uh, he manages to um, suss out a creepy angle to, to their characters that uh, pays off in, in the final issues. Um, there's an angle where uh, a couple of people aren't what you think they are. Um, the, the the priest that's involved is a very conflicted man. Uh, and I give Azarello credit for not making the priest creepy. The priest isn't a pederast. He's not. A, he's he's just a straight up dude that cares about these orphans and wants to take care of them, which which I really appreciated. So it's not a Frank Miller book. Yeah, I was going to say I've seen. Uh, I mean, it's almost obligatory that if you have a Catholic priest in a book, he has to be a pederast. And and thankfully that was not the case in this one. Um, uh, but but you know, look, Lono is 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 a he's the devil, and so in a way, this book is what happens when a man of the cloth is saved by the devil. Nice. Hmm. That that would it's be nice elevator, elevator pitch. pitch. I like it. I like thank it. you. Thank you. So and now you've made me want to get off my ass and finish hundred bullets. Oh well, that's yeah. You're long. Yeah, I know. That's a given. I know. I know. I have the issues. I just it it just they got piled up with everything else. Yeah, and there's something about the way Rizzo draws women. Uh, It's yeah, yeah. There's something. Gravity works. He's awesome. Oh yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's like there's there's magnets in their there's metal in their nipples and there's huge magnets like floating above their heads. I love it. Uh, I agree. Yeah. So no, I, I mean, so I would definitely give it a thumbs up. Um, I would say if you, I would be curious if any of our listeners read this having not read 100 Bullets, what they thought. It's hard for me to fathom that it yeah. would be as satisfying, but maybe I'm wrong because. It's like reading Secret Wars 2 without reading Secret Wars. Mm, I don't know if I would make that <laughs> analogy, but. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no. Good old, good old David. <laughs> but. You all didn't talk about the most interesting of the new Marvel Now number ones, by the way. Hmm, the most interesting? Well, there's the one that came out today. 
Oh, well, I'm not talking about that one. I haven't read that yet. The most interesting. New Warriors? I I did mention that one, so yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. The most interesting. I mentioned... Dude, all new Dupe, number one. I have it. I have not read it yet. I haven't read it yet either. Because, and I'm going to tell you this, and I said the same thing to Andrew Shaw. I, with the exception of that Wolverine and the X-Men one-off issue, which was all dupe all the time. Was that like number 17 or something? I, because I never read Ecstatics. What? I, I know. Really? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I was away at the time. It was, I, oh, okay. it was either Rent or Comics, and it was Rent. Um, They've collected that since. Yes. Know. Oh, yeah. So, um, the bus, cause, you know, yeah, because that's... Merry Christmas. Um, it's, uh, so no, I've not read a lot of dupe. So I... Um, well, there's not a lot to read. I mean, no, I know, but I've, well, I haven't read a lot of stories involving Dupe or where, you know, I mean, uh, obviously Wolverine and the X-Men by Aaron, I've read the later issues, but I mean, as far as, uh, ecstatics or anything like that, no. So uh, the f- all new Dupe wasn't something that went to the top of the pile when, when it came to flipping through my comicsology library. I, I was teasing a bit, uh, in my uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I am a, uh, I am a dupe fan. I, I do find the character engaging, uh, me too. In a Where's Waldo sort of way. Uh, it's re- written by Peter Milligan, who wrote Ecstatics, so he's very comfortable with the character. He created the character. Um, drawn by David LaFuente, and nice. interestingly colored by Laura Allred. Ooh, Which is interesting because normally she cool. colors Mike, who who, but, who the draw, who was the artist in Oxtown Ecstatic. Exactly. So, um, uh, it, it it this is this runs coincident with the last few years of the X Men mythology from Dupe's vantage. So Dupe has been in the background. If you've read Wolverine and the X Men, if you've read anything that mm-hmm. takes place at the Xavier School, um. Dupe has been there. He's been the receptionist and the videographer and the like. So this takes us through, in a Forrest Gumpy type of way, a lot of the moments that have happened from from Dupe's vantage. But only in the context of catching you up to who Dupe is and and really what his powers are. Um, But at its heart, believe it or not, it's a love story. Wow. Between Dupe and Kitty Pride. Oh, nice. Now it may be unrequited love, yeah. But Dupe is going to do his damnedest to win her over. <laughs> wow, Kitty's everywhere these days. Dude, everybody's all up on Kitty. Can you blame them though? No, not at all. She's Third going. Dance, there are there. You know, it's before we just to get off all way topic. My brother and I used to laugh because my grandmother just all she wanted was to find a nice Jewish girl, and we just kept telling her that. If you could show us one that's attractive, we'd be all over it. But oh, it, it was well, that, that's cold. It is cold. It is cold. It Seriously. is cold. But we're in my circle, there weren't a lot of attractive Jewish girls. So it's, Lo- it's love your um, nails. <laughs> I'm just I'm just speaking from experience. But yes, I know there they they do exist, but there weren't any around me. So um but I have no I no, I, I thought when 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 Kitty moved over to uh the Scott side of things, I was, it was, I, I like seeing the character, you know, seeing her, seeing the 
first class X Men refer her refer to her as Professor Kitty, and I just yes, I, I I really do appreciate her growth. I think Bendis has done an amazing job with the character, and and I I like I like the current this. I, I mean, even when Wheaton brought her back for Astonishing X Men, and she was given Emma Lip, and and it was it I. I've always been a Kitty Pride fan, but this is like, like you guys just said, it, it, it's her day in the sun. It, she's just striking while the iron's hot with her right now. She's going to be one of the main characters in a, another Marvel Now care, uh, series. I forget what it is though. It's it's not an X book. Oh, did I, th- I think I saw something about that. Yeah, what was that? I wish I could remember. I can't either. All right, whatever. So, Jason, was it good? Did you love it? It was entertaining for what okay. it was, you know. Um, I, I I wasn't sure before I started reading it if it wasn't going to be a one-shot because they've done some dupe one-shots. But yeah. it appears as though it's it's an ongoing. Now, again, I, <laughs> I suspect that it's, it's, it's not going to be uh, – too long in the making, but uh look, you know, it's it's quirky. It's 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 in yeah. the same it's in the same um, vein as 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 Milligan's ecstatics. It's it's quirky and it's adjunct to the X first, but it doesn't take itself seriously. And um it, you know, if if you read if you're if you're someone that doesn't know the character do, but you, you perhaps have liked stories involving the impossible man or Mr. Mixus Pitlick or any of those kind of characters that create chaos and are unusual, uh, ambush bug, then this is probably going to work for you. You know, this will probably yes. work for you. Um, if those kind of stories turn you off, if you're not into comic, comedy, comic books, and, and I know for some that's like kryptonite, then this isn't for you. This is definitely a, a comedy book. Um, but we'll see. I think there's a, there's a lot of miles in the, the pickle potato. <laughs> Definitely. Uh and and LaFuente does a nice job with it. Um he he's uh, I, I don't profess to know his work all that well because I think he's done a lot of especially Ultimate Spider Man and I haven't read a lot of it, but but uh yeah. but but no, he does a nice job and I think he's switched his style up a little bit for this to make it a little bit more exaggerated and cartoony. Um and I think it works. So I, did they ever erase that um one incident where Dupe killed that guy? Remember, it, we saw most of the story was told through the lens of Dupe's camera. I think it was a backup in one of the ecstatics things. And uh, Dupe just like, for whatever reason, I can't remember, but he killed someone. Hmm. Do you remember that? No. I'm going to have to look that up because I have it bound. I'll find By it. By the way, the, the book with Kitty that you're referring to is the new Star-Lord book. Yes. There you Real go. Sample, yes, yeah. because right, because during the trial of Jean Grey, um, she and uh, Peter were um, friendly to one another. Nothing happened. There wasn't enough time for anything to happen. But it was, it was. You saw the spark there, and it was, it, it worked. I, I thought that was a neat little twist. I don't want to say a twist. I thought it was a neat little. Um, but basically, I mean, she's hanging out with a non-mutant for one, so it was just, it, it was neat to see her that way. Yeah. Speaking of Guardians, by way of, of, uh, Original Sin, did you see what they're gonna do with Angela? I did not. 
I think it's a good idea. Um, do you want to know? Yeah. Angela is going to be revealed as the sister to Thor and Loki. Oh, I don't like that at all. Oh, come on. She's basically... <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't like... Why Why not? You're never going to get rid of this character now. It's. I mean, if you want to... In, in, insert a character. I, I, can, I don't, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak for Jason. I wonder if people are gonna think that, the, that, that's going like the century route. It's like you're just, you're trying to. Too hard. Right, yeah. It's, it's like instead of, and I'm not saying it can't work, but it just seems, seems strange yeah. that if here's, you know, they're half brothers to begin with and, and, uh, or not even by, by blood, but it's, it's, um, yeah, I, mean, I don't like to maybe- see how it plays out. But yeah, you are now. Um... I mean, come on, Odin fooled around all the time. <laughs> it's a god. Oh, sure, they do. Zeus, but yeah, I know. He's a god. I mean, why not? Why not? But I mean, Zeus more than Odin, but still, I don't. I think it's a great idea. Well, mm, well, just like David said, I I, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of besmirching it until I see it on 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 the page because Lord Lords know we've all <laughs> been guilty of shitting on things yeah. before we've read them and then had to do a 180. So, uh, yeah, I can't say they can't sell me on the idea, but my first reaction to it is blarg because, um, <laughs> she's, she's an angelic. She, right. She's an yeah. angel. Right. So, uh, who could have been misled? I mean, if she, if her stomping ground was Valhalla, mm-hmm. why not? You know? She looks the part. I'll give. I'll give you that. Yes, she does. Yes. She does look the part. Come on, you know me. Anything McFarlane, I'm gonna eat it right up. Do you know the so, first person? You know who was the co-creator of her? Well, yeah. Gaiman. No, I mean the the, the, the visual creator. I'm gonna say Capullo. Yes. Yeah. Poppy Capullo. Champ great Capullo. Oh, now, wow. speaking of young guns, Sarah Pacelli draws a mean Angela. Yeah, yeah, I was I was really impressed with that. I I'd like to see if um, well, I'm guessing when they collect that trial of Jean Grey, it's going to contain both issues. So then you'll have that that yeah. for people mm-hmm. who love who yeah. need to be the complete. Did you not read series, it, David? But I did. I finally finished it. I um, what'd you think? I uh, when I got to the last page. I mean, the story overall, it was, it, it worked because it's, um, you know, the, the Shi'ar are trying to prevent something from happening, but you, you're, you're, you're putting someone on trial for something they didn't do. And you can't say yet. You can't add that to it because that's not, and it, it's, that worked out to find out that the Shi'ar obliterated the gray bloodline and yeah, that is uh, it, it, that is so it's like but again again you get to the end of of that story and scott's like listen young scott he's like i um i'm gonna go and uh hang with pops for a bit and and he bails on the team and then you know because of how she's been fucking acting from from jump when they showed up in present now Gene's gonna go and, and cry and, and it's like, I'm like, I, I just, I, with almost every passing issue, 
I have less and less interest in Jean Grey. And it's like, and I, I don't know if it's because it's her doing or just it's, I, I get that she's, um, She's a young girl. She she doesn't have Professor X to help her with her powers, and and I don't know how a young girl thinks. But Scott leaves, and now she's gonna fall apart, and now that's what's gonna maybe spark the Phoenix Force. And I I think that it's neat to see where it's going. But I got to the end of the story, and I'm like, and we folk we we, we end scene on Jean, and I'm like, uh, well, <laughs> well, you know, the 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 Shiar may Shiar may be fulfilling the prophecy yes, themselves. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you found out that these these uh, Mohawk uh, characters eviscerated your bloodline, exactly. yeah, yeah, you know, and that's going back years. That's nothing new. No. I mean, remember that uh, Bacello issue? What was it, thirteen? Where they they just ripped through um, the house and they killed the the uh, uh, most of the family. I think it was Rachel they were after. Do you remember that issue? That was that was a great issue. That's going back at least five years, probably more, probably ten years. I was going to say ten, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, if I was Gene and I was like, what? Yeah. You know, just to take a look at the the relentlessness these aliens are throwing at your family, I, I would get pissed. I don't know. And it's, I, what I, I, it's, it's a cool concept though. I mean, the whole thing, but because they could go, I gotta give them, them credit because instead of kind of just maybe sticking with the going down the, 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 the safe path and, and let's keep the team together and let's, you know, let's have the X-Men. They decide to just for whatever reason, we're going to pluck Cyclops out of the group and we're going to stick him in space with his pops who, you know, Corsair, it's not like we, we, we've seen Corsair a whole hell of a lot lately, but they just, that is a variable that I never expected to see. And I'm, and, and, and Ruck is writing that, right? I was going to yeah. say, yeah, that, that's, I, I guess the, um, the previews readers amongst us have known that's coming, right? Because Ruck is writing it and that's been the yeah. premise. That, right. And that I young- think that's just, that's <laughs> young guy. That's, the, young yeah, really. writer, the new architect. That's just, I mean, that, like I said, I didn't see that coming. I think that's, that's a crazy idea. It's unique and, and I'm all about that. But I mean, I would have never, yeah, let's bring the X-Men to the present day. And after a year or so, we're going to make sure that, you know, we're going to break things up. And I just, to me, that, that seems like we're letting, and I love this, we're letting the characters tell the story. If this is if this is how this feels, if during the trial of Jean Grey, if if Cyclops wanted and and Corsair wanted to get to know each other, then that's that's where we're going to take it. it. Didn't it, it doesn't something like that does not feel forced to me. It doesn't feel like a movie tie-in to me or or, or no, driven by editorial. Not- it's not logical. Exactly. And, and if he, if he knew the potential, like what could possibly happen to her in terms of the Phoenix Force, he never would have left her. He, he doesn't, I mean, he's heard. Yeah. She got incredibly powerful and destroyed billions of people, but that doesn't register unless you really, you're there to see it, you know? So I, well, the, I think it's a good idea. The most fascinating undercurrent to all of the stuff that's been going on since Bendis took over the X-Verse. And they're teasing it out more and more is, as much as I love the character, Beast is going to have to have 
his 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 day of of, of penance for all. Of oh, yes, 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 yeah. Because because Chris Beast is the reason why the first class is in the present day. Yeah, I mean, uh, Steve, oh, okay. Steve has, the Watcher. Has, I mean, yeah, yeah. the Watcher yeah, yeah, yeah. comes to Beast's room and start to your to your point about not interacting, starts yelling at him and saying, "You're a f- you, you, I can't you, you I can't believe you did this. You're going to destroy everything." You, <laughs> yeah. You you have, you should have known better. You're too smart. Because they even and, tried to go back. Yeah, and the beast said, I, 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 you're right, I should have known better. I thought I could put it all back, but I can't now. What am I supposed to do? And the Watcher's like, you fucked everything up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's sitting at the edge of his bed. Yeah. He's like, I no, he's like, you, you fucked it all up, dude. So, a lot of good that does us now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. some shit. <laughs> Big guy into your bed. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, let's bring this baby home. Hey, everybody. As usual, this episode has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can get your books, get them fast, get them clean, and get them shipped right to your house for pennies. They're, they're the most amazing thing in the universe, dcbservice.com. DCB, dcbservice.com. In your travels, I've been harping on these, and, and if you don't read them, you're going to be missing out on some really fun stories. They're they're written by Joe Keating. Uh, a bunch of different artists work on them. They're they're what if Age of Ultron? Like I always say, they they are the spoils from the poop of that story because everything that has spun out of that has been much better than the original series. So that's the Age they, of Ultron that Chris should have read. Yes, I read issue, it. Oh I no, the, it's, this is the one I should have. Yes. In, in issue Never number again. two, guess <laughs> guess who we get to see. In number two, yes, uh, they're they're all standalones. There's only five of them. Machine Man. I'll, I'll t- well, no, I'll tell you, uh, Simonson and Art Adams' new Fantastic Four. Oh, nice! It's, it's the Hulk, a new Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Peter, pa- the Hulk is a Zen Buddhist. Peter Parker is an old, well, not really old. He reminds me a lot of Dave Wachter. He looks like Dave Wachter. He's married. He wants nothing to do with super super heroics. And um, Wolverine, who is, you know, Wolverine. Uh, And what happens to them? Number three, somebody other than Thor picks up the hammer against... uh, I saw who did that. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, Against the Midgar Serpent. And in the fourth one, uh, the Avengers have lost Captain America. Cap's dead. So they need a new symbol to rally the troops. And who do they put in the costume? Captain Canuck. <laughs> Frank Castle. Oh, no. The, oh, boy. But then, but then Fraction did that already? Then Fraction mm-hmm. and all of did that? Uh, yeah. 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 Oh. In fact, uh, my kids have one of those little Marvel superhero, the little, the little mini action figures. Mm-hmm. They made one of those as of, of Punisher's cap. I, I, I think Olivelli was trying to draw Hope as cap, but because it was all old, they were just like, "Fuck it, oh, Frank Castle." It, it was Cable oh, Baby. Recording, my baby. Cable I can't baby get a screen cap. cap. <laughs> um, but no, these are really, really great stories. They're really rich. There's a master mold in the second issue. Um, the first one naturally focuses all on Hank, and it's pretty cool. And the the ending will tear you apart. It's extremely downbeat ending, very depressing, as it should be with with uh, Hank. with Hank. Um, but no, they're great, and there's only five of them. They did it on the fifth week thing, so they had to have something to fill them all up. 
but it's really great when they when they collect them. You got to read it. They're really fun, extremely fun. Like Pokemon, gotta catch them all. Yeah, yeah. One of the new Fantastic Four does not make it out alive. Mm. If that doesn't that doesn't wet your whistle, hmm. Hulk Zen. He's got he's got a ponytail and everything. <laughs> uh. So, so one of the, so one of the, uh, things I was able to do at C2E2 was run by, uh, Ryan Ferrier's table. And, um, you may know that name because I've brought his comic up a couple times. It's one of the, one of the funnest books I've read this year and it's, uh, uh, available digitally through Monkey Brain. It is Dave, spelled D4. That's right. And, uh, and he introduced me to another gentleman, uh, was, I believe it was Sean Aldridge, um, who is doing a series called Go-Getters, also through Monkey Brain. Have you guys had a chance to check that out? No. The first, uh, two issues of Dave, I think, I've read. Have, have you, have you checked out Go-Getters? I have not read Go Getters yet though. It is uh it is subtitled uh the the greatest adventure comic on earth. And it wow it might and it might be because it's got a gorilla <laughs> in it and a guy with a robot arm. There you go. It's that covering the bases. If you have if you have a guy with a robot arm and a gorilla flying an airplane, you're in pretty damn good shape already. Winning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's it is, uh, it's gorgeous. It reminds me, there's some David Lapham going on here, art-wise. Um, it's just a great, you know, inky, brushy style that, uh, is, is really, really nice. So, um, um, you can check it out. It's at Monkey Brain. Uh, let me see if it has its own, it's, I got an ash can, which is, um, nice. Mm-hmm. Jason's a go-getter. Mm-hmm. That is true. He is. Especially comes from motherfucking OA. <laughs> true. He's a go-getter online too, but just not to me. Like he'll he'll PM you and stuff on the Twitter. Well, on the, on the he, he knows we're right. gonna conversate. There's, there's yeah, you know, there's just what, shit going what, on. So it's true. You know, All right. You so gotta, there you go. Go go-getters and Dave. Don't forget about Dave because it's still awesome. It is. Um. Well, I mean, the obvious, of course, the, uh, Amazing Spider-Man number one out today. Yes. Uh, get it. I, uh, we can get into it next week. Um, the, still it's, going to the show it's, notes. Uh, it is going into the show notes because it should. It's, um, there's two versions of it that you can get right now digitally. There's, uh, the standard version that's uh like 80 something pages because it's the main it's the 22 page main story and then a butt ton of backup stories featuring electro and and black hat and a um inhumanity too uh, there's an inhuman inhuman, yeah, inhuman has yeah. uh, there's the first issue of inhuman included but you have uh uh some pages by Ramon Perez who of course is the amazing Spider-Man 1.1 artist uh, there's the Peter David written Spider-Man 2099 intro. So there's, there's a lot of stuff in this first issue. The $10 version, which is almost 150 pages includes like, what? yeah, includes like the script and Humberto's pencils and shit like that. So it's, it's pricey, but it's, it's something I'd like, but it's, it's not something I'm going to get right now. But yeah, so read, Amazing Spider-Man number one picks up exactly like days after 
Superior Spider-Man number 31. Um, it is gorgeous. I will get into the likes and dislikes next week as far as the main story. Uh, yeah. But I say in your travels, last weekend, or actually earlier this week, um, Dark Horse was having a sale on their digital store. And uh, a lot of things were half off. If you used the code, you got an extra 10% off. So I picked up a couple of things, one of which I will finally read. And, and this is for Chris because he talked about it way back in the day. Uh, and I am a few pages away from finishing it. I didn't get to finish it before we recorded. But I'm going to say in your travels, pick up the End League. Oh, oh well, yeah. Okay. I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah, I know. Uh, written in John Broom, Mander. right? It was, it pencil, first half or so is penciled by Matt Broom. Mm-hmm. Matt Broom, right. Matt. The, uh, the remaining part of the series, because it's only nine issues, is beautifully illustrated by Eric Kennedy. That's uh, right. Yeah, Kennedy took it over. Is, uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, but it thousand dollar commissions. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah. but it is, it's, is he doing it's, any, is he doing any comic work? Not at the moment, I don't not think. that I've seen. Uh, but he, um, it's, it's basically, it's an Avengers JLA mashup with these heroes. It's, it's, uh, Thor's hammer and, and the gods and it's, it's nuts and it's crazy. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, I, I cannot believe, you know, I know we talk about Alan Moore being a chameleon and, and his story's not, having the same feel because that's the story he's telling. But it, I know this is years ago, but it's, I'm reading this and I'm like, it, it's, it's odd for me to think that this is the same guy who wrote on Kenny X-Force, who's writing Captain America, who's, who's written so many, who wrote Fear Agent. It's like, it's a superhero book from Dark Horse, but I would have to do a double take to realize that Rick Remender wrote this. And it's not, that's not a slight. It's just, it's not something I'd expect. I think from Rick, it, it's crazy and it, I, I definitely recommend it. It's just, it's, I don't want to say it's unusual because we've all read end of the world stuff and, and we've read Kingdom Come and, and, and we've read, you know, Marvel the end stories and things like that. And so, so we know what it's like when, when heroes get to the end of the world, but this is just, this, he's taking it in a different direction because there's, you don't have really any attachments to these characters. So if anybody, ends up not making it out it, you you just don't know what's going to happen to these to these characters and and it's uh it it looks pretty cool um especially the kennedy pages the, the characters are nuts and i'm i mean i'm a big squadron supreme fan so i just i love the alternate takes on things and uh it's just i like i said i, I my friends have talked about this in the past i wanted to give it a shot i'm i, I glad i am very glad that I have, so I would I would recommend the End League. Yeah, you're reaping the benefit of uh, time with that uh, reading it all at once yep. because I think it oh, took forever a, yeah, right? for those yeah, there last were couple massive issues. delays and, with and, it. And, and and didn't he did he also wrap it up with issue nine because of a Marvel exclusive or is it just uh, just the way things ended? I just I remember it just not I could this I could be misremembering it, just, but it, I just don't think it was well received. It it didn't sell well and. Okay. I think he just let it die on the vine. Okay. But uh definitely worth reading though. I think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason, what should they pick up? Well, first they should we hinted at it early in the show, but but they should take a moment to 
remember and or educate themselves if they don't know uh, about the amazing career of Mr. Al Feldstein. Yep. He did it again. And then uh, passed on, and I think we all are big, big fans of, of, of Feldstein and his uh, his role at EC and then Mad Magazine and the good stuff. So it uh, – it's a bummer, you know. It's a bummer. All these guys are, are getting there's only, there. There's only two. There's only two of the original EC crew left. Mm. Three. Mm. Three. Yep. Jack Davis. Mm-hmm. Yep. Marie Severin. Yep. And who? Will Elder. Oh, uh, is Will Elder still alive? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. He, yeah. He's he's living up to his name though now. Yeah, he is Elder. Uh, as an Elder, but on bump. Um. In your travels, speaking of Mr. Remender, uh, Image has been just so voluminous in their number ones new series that uh, nope, he died, died in two thousand eight. Yeah, uh, oh. yeah. Um, son of a bitch. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's it's Murray and uh, and Jack Davis. That's it, man. Wow. Well, maybe wow. maybe they're saving the best for last because Jack's the best, but. Um, um, hey, don't, don't short shift Marie. No, that's true. That's true. Um, but speaking of Mr. Remender, uh, he is, I think, enjoying a bit of a creative renaissance himself in the creator owned side of things. Um, and I caught up this week on, uh, Pretty Deadly. Not pretty deadly. Ooh, yeah. uh, uh, no. Yes. No. No. Oh, <laughs> See that, no. that was a Freudian no, slip. Hey, Freud. <laughs> that, was oh, Freudian, man. that was a Freudian slip of epic proportion. <laughs> <laughs> and Vince is loving it because of it. Love it, Dick. Um, uh, my nip- <laughs> deadly class. My there apologies. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to catch up uh, on that. Which I talked about the first issue when it came out, but it's uh, it's the story of a of a young late teens uh boy who is uh whose parents are killed and he's living on the streets to to join an assassin's guild and uh i, I then i was waiting to the, the other issues were piling up so i i read 2 3 and 4 this week and this is classic rick drawing us into a world that is complex and full of interesting characters and likely not always going to end on a happy note. Um, but you're going to get tons of action and entertainment in between, uh, there and then. Uh, so Wes Craig is the artist and he's killing it. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've known Wes for a bunch of years artistically. Um, and I thought he did a nice job back when he was doing guardians with Abnett Lanning. But I, I have to say, I think he's, uh, He's taking ownership of this book as co-creator and using a, a different style, and I think this style is, uh, is is even a step forward of of the stuff we've seen in his his big two work before. So so it's it's just gorgeous stuff, um, and definitely you get the sense from from the first four issues that Rick is is in it for the long haul here, because he's doing a lot of character development, a lot of setup about the, the Assassin's Guild and the rules therein. Um, so. It's definitely a journey. Um, you know, not, not a tremendous amount per se has happened in the first four issues yet. Um, that I think give us clarity as to what the series is ultimately going to be all about. I think whatever we think it's about now, it's 20 issues from now. It's going to seem a lot different. Um, but there's a ton of interesting characters and in a way it's, it's funny. It's, it's, uh, you could compare this to, to wanted. And if you want, you know, it, it's, 
and it's it's interesting because it's it's ultimately the same kind of story but so vastly different because it's written by Remender versus it, it's 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 almost a microcosm of the writing style of Remender and then you compare that to Wanted and the the frenetic almost pornographic mm-hmm. cheap thrill fast-paced storytelling style uh you know that that's that's found in that so so it's 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 very very interesting visually it's been fantastic and I talked about this in the first issue, but just to remind people, this, this is a different book for Rick than, than is, has been typical. He, he's very open in the letters column in the first issue about his childhood and stuff he saw. And it wasn't always easy. He saw his, he saw friends die, he saw friends get shot. And he had a lot of angst, political angst, and, and he, and he still harbors a lot of that. And this is his creative outlet to express the, um, the the feelings of helplessness and anger and rage that fill uh, a generation um, that kind of feel let down by society and government and the like. So so there's there's an undertone here that's very personal to Rick, which I think um, is is anytime a creator I enjoy offers us a very personal work, I find it hard to not ultimately find that very satisfying. And I think that's what we're getting with Deadly Class. So with a wrapper of kick-ass young assassins. So, so, um, it's like the spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down. So, so, so far so good. Rick can, uh, look forward to seeing what happens next. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Sounds, sounds really so good. One more thing. Wow. Saturday free comic book day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Go do that. That's true. Yep. You're right. And I'm, I don't uh, and go ahead. Extreme rules on Sunday. Yes. Which I mean, for the first time in like ever, I'm going to watch a, well, I can't call it a pay-per-view anymore, but I'm going to watch a WWE special network event <laughs> on, uh, in my own home, uh, oh. watching something that I would have never purchased if it weren't actual pay-per-view. It's true. Mm-hmm. Believe in the shield. Uh, a little, <laughs> a, a little bird told me that, uh, Chris Somney, uh, may be at a comic shop in Muncie, Indiana. Uh, for nice. Day. Well, the little bird was Mark Wade. But... Maybe Mark Wade on <laughs> that one, right? Some big damn bird. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited for this Future Zen thing from DC. Me too. I've pre-ordered what the first eight issues. Dead. Yeah. So what do you? I mean, we could go out on this, but what do you think are the chances? They uh, the Dio said that all of the DC weeklies that they got going on, Future Zen, what's the other one? Uh, Batman Eternal and and World World's End is it or something? They all terminate roughly at the same time, which coincides with the. 30th anniversary of Crisis of, on Infinite Earths. Mm. And he's like, yeah, that could be a coincidence, but nothing we do is a, nothing, we don't, we don't do anything that's a coincidence. We plan everything, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Do, do you think, what do you think of the possibility of them returning to the pre-New 52? It won't happen at once. Uh, zero. You think? Mm-hmm. You think they're sticking their guns at this point? I, I, I mean, part of me would think that if, if they were to go back to pre-New 52, that would, you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. If it, People are either going to say that, oh, well, they finally gave in, or no matter how many times DC says it was the plan all along, no one's going to, cert, right. a certain set but, is not going to believe it. Yeah, let's be honest. In terms of sales, the only books that are screaming are the books that were screaming before they did this. Right. Mm-hmm. With the exception of maybe Aquaman. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see where they would have anything to lose. They would have a slew of new number ones again. 
And it, it is, then it's, can, you know, you can't go home again. You know, you're going to have people who are like, oh, I remember, you know, the, the, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious. I, I, I would be very, very impressed if they did it. I would be impressed. I would, you know, it, it's, I would probably see it as being humbling, but it's, yeah, I think not, they're building uh, up a whole new continuity, which is fine. It's in five years, people will, that will be, it's their ultimate universe. Yeah. Well, it's their, it's their universe. It's their universe, but I mean, you know, when the Ultimate Universe came out, it was, you know, for, for people to get in on the ground floor and it's new, you don't have to be bogged down with continuity and, and that's what they're doing with New 52. I mean, it's been a few for years. The most part, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, it'll still always be in the shadow of what was though. Yeah. It, it, it's just all of the new um, character roles and the, the new plot situations and all the new stories, they're still Almost a what if on what was before. The only reason why they resonate is because you remember the way it was before. Mm-hmm. So it's it's always going to be in, in in the shadow of that. I don't know. I just I think it would be exciting and extremely impressive if they did that. I I, I think we'll that's. I just I think no company will or should go backwards. No. Nope. I, I I think if I think you're more likely to see them reboot again. Which I don't put much, I don't put much percentage on that either, but I think if they were, I, I could see them rebooting again or expanding the universe and going back into having the multiverse more established because we do have Earth 2 going strong. And from what I gather, some people think that's one of the best books in the series. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, I just, I don't see them putting everything back the way it was. That, that, that would seem to be very difficult to, to defend, I would think. Okay, maybe not restart everything, but it is the perfect opportunity with Crisis to pluck characters from the old time stream and insert them into this new 52. Because mm-hmm. may, maybe they'll go that route. Yeah, I mean, they can, I mean, that's, that seems like a fairly typical D, DC thing, right? Uh, yeah. To, to play with that, I mean, um, I guess I just don't know. I'm, I, one of the reasons I'm intrigued by this weekly series is it's been so long since I've paid attention to DC continuity that I, I'm hopeful that that will serve me well because the most enjoyable event, uh, I, outside of, um, Infinity, which I thought was great, but up until Infinity, the most enjoyable event of the last decade for me was, was 52. And again, I think that's because I came at it from not being laser focused on DC continuity and I got exposure to all of these different B and C list characters in a fascinating um, way. And so I'm hoping that's what we're going to get this time. Although I really have no idea what we're getting in this series. I'm buying it sight unseen. Mm. JLA bug robots controlled by brother. I that's basically what it is. So the, the heavy hitters have been transformed into robotic bug type creatures. Brother Eye controls them. Uh, Frankenstein has Black Canary's head embedded in his chest. It's nuts. And I guess the big players are going to be Firestorm, Frankenstein, like the, the mid list and, and lower echelon characters. They're going to try and pump them up and whatever. But yeah, it's, to say dystopian, I think is doing it a disservice. It's it's pretty damn bleak. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm interested, but we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. Curious. Keep an eye on them. 
And keep an eye on us because <laughs> we'll we'll be back the same place you found this. This this right here. And and we hope you join us because you know out of everything we we just do it because we love you so much. Yeah, Vince loves you. I do. It does. Yeah, That's you. Just... You can leave us an iTunes review. We'd be very grateful for that. Or you can come on the uh, the Twitter. And the, and the Facebooks and follow us there and we'll talk to you and we'll be your friends and we love you so much because you love of it. the Facebook. And Vince is all Facebook. He's all I, Facebook I all can, the time. I can see how it could be very, um, yes, consuming, uh, of your free time because there's a lot of shit on there. It's really the message boards of, of the current message boards mm-hmm. because everything you need from a message board is there and more. Yeah, and if you miss something, your friends probably shared it. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a place yeah. where people are going to get their news. I'm beginning to understand it. Before I poo pooed on it, I was like, a little ah, bit, a little bit. Shit, yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm, tr- I'm beginning to mm. see where the fascination, uh, comes from. Oh, and, and big congrats to the NHL. They, they're, they're averaging more than half a million viewers per game in the playoffs. It's awesome. Good job, That's guys. Cool. You are cool. hilarious. What the fuck are you talking about? Go Blackhawks. (laughs) (laughs) Say bye. 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 He's out. Private life, drama, baby, leave me now. Private life, drama, baby, leave me now. Private life, drama, baby, leave me now. Jelly gland with your theatrics, your acting's a drag. It's okay on TV, cause you can turn it off, but don't try me. Yes, your marriage is a tragedy, but it's not my concern. I'm very superficial, I hate anything official. Baby, leave me now. Stop. Baby, leave me now.